this one. Anyway, welcome to the Bottled Soccer Talk podcast. My name is Nestor. I'm joined here by Henry, and it's two guys, two mics, two pints, and it's episode number 94. Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have uh, the NBA Western Conference Finals on, and whoa, Luca. Slash on his face, man. He, uh, it's, uh, his people uh, tend to, you know, pigment much more easily off of slight brushes like that. A great indicator of his character, too. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, man. Hey, just, let's go dubs, like huh? We have a, we have a pre-conceived uh, notion on the guy just based on his skin tone. Is that it? Um, listen, man. He's, he's nice, but we have a Doncic, but when you've seen Modric, you know, and you've seen... Uh, Rakitic and guys like that. It's like, man, this guy doesn't even. He's not even a, a drop of water in that pool. Whoa! But uh, whoa, whoa, that's whoa, whoa. We'll, we'll get onto that separately. Uh, whoa! Yeah, man. I mean, some some people believe players like Gavi deserve a table with Modric, but that's that's neither here nor there, man. Okay. So we're getting uh we're getting into it. Ah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna talk football now. We've talked a lot of basketball already. Yeah. Um, kind of a kind of an eventful week, and then we have a, an eventful upcoming week, and we can even go as far as to say up to two weeks with football stuff. But um, anything that comes to mind right away? Um, I don't know. I I feel like uh, everything is still at the same like level in in terms of uh the prem i mean nothing changed in terms of the table is what i'm getting at uh you know but i would say well we have like two teams fighting for fourth place as it stands and then we have two teams fighting for first place but they they've been for weeks you know oh the, okay i i i see what you mean now i just feel like you know the team that was on top going into the week is still on top and you know, despite an arrow brush with death there. Yeah, no, for sure, and an arrow, an arrow brush with triumph as well. I think City are are maybe a bit unlucky not to come out with the win, despite coming from the back. You know, two great goals from Jared Bowen, and you know, in the transition as they normally do. But I, I thought City created enough. But you don't, if you, you don't get it done, then you don't get it done, and that that's what it came down to. But yeah, well, we'll leave that for the match review. But yeah, as far as the prem, I mean, I'm, that's the thing. I mean. Uh, Look, if City would have lost, it would have been a big deal for sure. Um, and then on the table, that would have been reflected. But I feel like the the result that they need to get this week wouldn't have changed. Yeah, they it, still need to win this week. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, it doesn't look like it's a long shot. But, no, no. You know, that's a. Uh, I mean, and I say that too because Villa have been uh, dealing with certain injuries in in a few particular positions a very important one in emmy martinez who's questionable for the match um you know so i mean there's there's a few gaps in there leon bailey's not going to be on the team who is truthfully hasn't been all that great but i i think right now it's like yeah i think things are going the way that i i envisioned them envisioned them at least Mm -hmm. uh the biggest surprise to me in the in the last week or even the last two weeks has, has been arsenal and they're, not only their bad luck, but just their demise in character and fitness and Well, they're the morale. youngest team on average in the league, and it's showing. Giving yeah. away stupid penalties, not taking advantage of certain situations. 
of the discipline's an, uh, an issue, and and on-field leadership has definitely been a problem. I mean, when you're when your captain is Odegaard, I mean, what else do you expect? He's only been there for a season and a half or so, two seasons now. So it's not really all that surprising to see them kind of combust, fall apart. Um, a lot of the criticism right now you'll, you're going to be hearing of and are probably hearing of is uh, Arteta recently got a um, an extension, I think, th- through 2028 or so. Yeah. Something like that over the last week. And uh, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. At the very least, in the management uh, in the management uh, part of the so- side of things, you want consistency. And I don't know. I've heard that they should have waited for Vieira. Listen, Vieira only became available this season. It's Arteta's third. You're really going to sit out two seasons without a manager, a solid manager for two seasons? You can't do that. Yeah, especially now with a younger squad as they have currently, I I have no information to go off of that. That Vieira is is a better manager either. By the way, I think Vieira is a fine yeah. manager, but he I think Arteta, he's at another level. Personally, myself. Um, yeah. Listen, if if Arteta would have taken the route that that Vieira has, I want to say that I can guarantee the same kind of success and maybe even more, but. Vieira, yeah, Vieira for me offers a different style. You know, it's much more uh, like David Moyes type of style, a, a team that's that's uh, very structured, like he was as a player, very defensive, but very good on the counter and very tricky with their attacking players. Obviously, Zaha, Ga- uh, Gallagher, Ezi, uh, and and such. But I still think keeping Arteta is the right move. And some people are just frustrated, but you have to remember where they've come from. A team that was far out of Europa League, far out of Europa League to, to what they are now, uh, knocking on the door of champions is is a big progression. But people want instant success on a meager budget at that. Yeah, it's I just don't, ah, it's uh, tough. And especially now when you have your Klops and Guardiola's, and then now two holes join. Yeah, um, it's hard to shine above those guys, you know, and and naturally you're going to be looking at those kind of names and drawing comparisons and looking at success arsenal for the longest time the joke was that they were just chasing top four uh and we've come to see that that's not the easiest thing to do year in year out you have your two automatic guys liverpool manchester city and oh yeah, you, you third oh yeah third i would add chelsea i mean sure. when have they up, not been up out to of top now four? yeah up to now ah uh, yeah, he had to um, add the asterisk. Um, I don't know. Chelsea, maybe, yeah, I guess you can say automatic. But there was a time this, this season where that even looked kind of uh, on the risk as well. <laughs> Bless you. Pardon me. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's but yeah, it's a tough task to get top four. And, and on top of the, these teams are a lot more mature. They're uh, a bit more balanced in terms of leadership and experience within the league and this and that. Um, I Arsenal don't have any of that. Arsenal just have a bunch of it's a it's like it's an upstart. Yeah, it, it's funny. It reminds me. Uh, just recently, I was watching one of my friends' adult league games, and it was a his team is a lot of older blokes, but played they played very well. They played a, a team full of youngsters, maybe fresh out of high school. And uh, they ended up winning the older blokes, and uh, but the inexperience in the other team showed so much through the game. It's little things, you know. You know how to manage a game. Um, you know how to, you know, check another player and be like, keep your head cool. Things like that. 
Arsenal lack that, and I think it's time for 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 the board to go after an experienced player, but at the same time, experienced players want to go to a winning situation. So it's about finding that middle yeah. ground, you know, and it's going to be tough, but that's what they really and, need. And you know what I was thinking this this weekend, um, because uh, Hector um, Bellerin, he I he totally forgot this. Yeah, he's still an Arsenal guy. Yeah, I totally forgot that he was on loan to Betis. I like for some reason, some part of my mind just thought he was transferred. Yeah, like outright. But you know, he was uh he was in the middle of the park, uh you know, kind of in tears. Uh, he, I guess you can say fulfilled a sort of uh, sort of little uh wish that he had maybe to play for his dad's team. And he won silverware. And he won a, a big recently a big yeah. a big uh, uh championship with them, a big trophy. So, uh, you know, having him back, I would say keep him. Don't look to transfer him. But yeah, yeah. But what's who's to say that he wants to stay there? Yeah, I think true. when you see him in tears like that, I think of a of a well, man he's from London who knows that he's he's on he's going back to jail. He's <laughs> like, he had a nice year of freedom, enjoyed sunlight back in his home country with people who speak speak would, his native tongue. I would look at it more positively uh, in, in the in the sense that that he kind of uh, you know did something. Uh, good with his career and uh, fulfilled some sort of promise that he might have made to his dad or something yeah but just some a, a beautiful moment for him i, I don't know if if because i i think i think he does feel the the arsenal shirt oh and no, for sure also but... another big loss that arsenal have had is losing a, a tyranny for for as long as they've had so far yeah he's a big loss and and i think he is their their captain he's so he's everything for them he's yeah. like when they were at their worst he was the the glimmer of hope and I mean, before the whole Saka ESR hype hype train that came, much deservedly. But I'm saying before that, he was the guy that was like, "Oh, they have something to look forward to because he's young, good, does everything." But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. My thing with Bellerin, I think he can have a purpose in the Prem, but we have to be honest that I don't think he's as good as he used to be. And no. I don't know if Arteta has well, he him. Was, he's very in high good. Regard. He's very good. He he was actually, I wouldn't say one of their best players, but pretty essential to Betty's uh success this season yeah but and you know what it is it's just the di- the difference in leagues uh the tempo it's just the premise different you know how it is man it's like it's one ball sometimes uh in the final third that can decide a game especially with with teams pressing so high and keeping a high line in in, the, in today's game Bellerin with where his legs are at I just don't fancy him in the prem personally but the the veteran leadership which they ache for is is visible in him and i just don't know what arteta's thoughts are because from what i understand it's always been turbulent between the, the two they never quite settled amongst each other so i just don't know but there's plenty yeah. of great players out yeah. there i think i think for me they got to look externally and they did shed Aubameyang's contract um you know they 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 have money to play with it's on Kroenke, really but yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm honestly really looking forward to this transfer window for them in particular. Yeah, I I hope that they uh, that they're able to get well to fill in a few gaps. Obviously, the striker position is the the main one for them right now, in terms of generating something. Um, but you have a couple of boneheads in the back too. Uh, uh you know, Cedric he, he's shown to be a liability holding. He's a knucklehead. Ben White, even even Ben White and Gabriel, for you know for stretches of time, so you might want to get depth. They're good players. I'm not going to say that they're for not, sure. and, and that they won't develop. I see uh, Gabriel as like that sort of Militao kind of uh, 
mold to him yeah oh just because they look the same huh <sighs> nah just kidding nah nah i feel uh, you they're very athletic similar and quality. tomoyasu is you know he was gone for a little bit of the season and that might have affected them as well Tini, yeah we already said uh you know getting replacements or, or reinforcing like el nanny yeah that sort of thing you you did mention a player that's on loan in bellerin i have another player and he's actually he's built like gabriel like militao and but he's not brazilian um, and he's still on loan, and he could still be brought back. It's uh, the Wanka, uh, Will Saliba. I think <laughs> he, he got player of the of the year for his team. Uh, I mean, he's just playing at a top level. Did I don't. That's that's when I would try to rekindle. Yeah, I mean. But, oh, yeah, no, he was only on loan, so I think the idea was always to get him back, you know, once he's developed enough. Yeah, I maybe, hope so. Maybe that time is now. Because he's ripe. He's, he's like, entering his prime, whereas, obviously, Bellerin club legend, but... You know, it's just, you know, the passion that he plays with, especially at the position. He reminds me of Zavaleta as well. Obviously, not stylistically in terms of the drip, but I mean, like, just uh, not being the fastest maybe today and, and, and stuff used to be back in the day. But, man, just has that veteran leadership. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not going to say he's as fast as he was before that ACL tear because oh, no. he was a fucking terror back then. Yeah, yeah, that's what he, he was He made for. team of the season, I think, in... I know it's a fall, it's a ways back, but he's like a Jurgen Dam, man. He's just I think for space. Like sixteen, seventeen season. I'm not sure, but yeah, team of the season, and uh, you know, once he lost that that speed, you know, he it, was... it went a long ways. But if you watch the Betis games, he was a lot of the times when they created danger or even in their goals, you could see him in that final third making those runs. He's he's, he's very, actually good in, the, in attacking wise. Yeah, he's very conductive attacking wise. But it's just liability. having him track back. Yeah, you need someone to cover him. Uh, ah, yeah, kind of like Trent. Well, yeah, but you know, Trent, he uh, he's so good, man. I mean, those guys are the pinnacle of the Surdy. position right now. Surdy. Uh But yeah, we'll see. I mean, those are positions that Arsenal could look within, and then I still think they need to look externally. They need a nine. Um, I don't know. And some someone that's solid in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I told Ke- uh, Kevin this, my friend, but I don't think it'll happen because there's the clubs that want him are just big time. Uh, but Shuomeni would be perfect for this team, but yeah. obviously it's it doesn't look likely. I'm just saying, in, in a fantasy land, that's the guy I would go for if you pay him what he wants, you pay the transfer fee. But he's naturally going to be attracted to Champions League. You know who's free, runners. or who seems like they're going to be free this uh, off season. Uh, Fernandinho? Just <laughs> kidding. Uh, yeah, no, you don't. He's call too him. old. Yeah. Um, Gundogan. Well, he has one more season after this season, from what I understand. Contractually. But, oh yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, that's still a while away. You'd have to. Uh, I mean, I I know. I don't re- think he'd be too too high of a price on the transfer. No, no, he wouldn't. Especially uh, the relationship with Arsenal and City is much more tame. Always has been since the beginning of time, of of successful time for City at least. Um, our first major transfers were like half of them were Arsenal players. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nasri, Clichy, Bakari Sanya, Patrick Vieira. I mean, it's just we have. It's weird. It's always existed. I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm happy for Gundogan, and he knows Arteta. He knows the system. But I think Gundogan is gonna get ripped to shreds. Because any mistake that will happen, most likely will be through him in the middle. Because he's not as quick as he used to be. He's not, um, you know, if you put him and rely on him as a as a pivot or whatever. Oh, he was never a quick guy. Yeah, I, uh, I just think like he can well, but definitely. You, but you also have be vulnerable. Party to cover, and Party's a very good six. 
No, no, he is, he is. But you know, haven't seen it. Truthfully, I'm I'm still a little disappointed with him. Party's uh, been good. I I don't think he's been great for Arsenal. I think he he's shown glimpses for sure. But nobody in that midfield has really impressed me. Somebody who has impressed me that that I really used to doubt before is Elneny. I really like his addition into the team. Recently, yeah, he's he's been playing okay. But it's yeah. for a consistent stretch, uh, whereas Party was getting injured, he was getting sick, he had to play AFCON. He was just out of the picture, in and out. So, but I, I, I feel I, like overall, Party's had a good season. He needs to improve though, if to to live up to uh, what was I think the potential that we saw. I, 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 as of now, I mean, you know, there there are just better players at his position, even on teams that are similar similarly ranked. You know, and and I and I don't want to put it on him. He's still learning the league, but I expect him to make a jump next year. Because if he doesn't, I mean, they do have Lokonga, who's still very raw, and he's also a player cut from a similar cloth, Sambi. Uh, but uh, you know, I I still wouldn't mind getting another mid personally. Attacking wise, they're set though. ESR Odegaard. Um, you know, I don't really see an issue there. And Gundogan is kind of a hybrid in between those two sectors of the field in, in the grand scheme. You know, he's not really... He can be an attacker, but he's really just a true, you know, eight. True, even can be a six if need be, but... Yeah, no, you don't want him to be your six. Um, but yeah, that's that makes up like that, that whole uh, top four situation. Chelsea have solidified themselves in third. Spurs and and Arsenal are fighting it out for fourth, and then uh, yeah, City and and Liverpool. It's gonna come down to the final day. Uh, I guess I'll ask you, and we don't have to review the games just yet. But uh, uh, I joked about this yesterday. I think it was yesterday. But is it butt clenching time on Sunday? No, not for me. Nah, I mean, we're playing Villa. Like you have to win. Yeah. That's easy. I mean, how many times have we won this season? Like we've won, we've won a lot. What's one more? You know what I mean? I unless like uh, Arsenal. I mean Arsenal. Uh, Aston Villa line ten men in front of the goal on the goal line. Yeah, it'll be a tough night. But I I'm sure they have more pride. They have than that. nothing to play for other than to be spoiler. Exactly. Well, what trophy does that send you home with? Nothing. And but they that, weren't going to get one either way. Yeah, that's my point. So why do they even care? You know what I mean? I, so should I don't they lay so. over or I don't think they should. I think I think just play play the game like you normally would, you know? Because either way, I mean I just think that we know who the better team is and yeah, you just live with the result. Um So yeah, you have I think you have to get a win and uh Liverpool, if I'm not mistaken, are playing against uh uh who the fuck is it? I'm forgetting. I have to check now. God damn it. And I should know this, right? Liverpool, they are playing against all Wolves, who've been pretty shit Yeah, the last three months or so. Yeah. Like, now, if you were to ask me, oh, City have to beat Villa 3-0, like, that's the only way you win the title? Yeah, I'd be clenching for sure, but a meager win gets us by, man. Um, which, which I <laughs> truthfully don't believe it will be meager, but, you know, we're at home in front of our fans. Sold out stadium. I mean, what more do you want? No, that's a that that's the way anybody would want to win. <laughs> I it's mean, just, you'd want to win it with twenty points for sure. Yeah, but I, you know, it, and you know, when you come into the discussions and of you know how strong your league is, this and that, 
you can't win it like that every time. Yeah, for and, sure. and then that, and if that's the case, which has been up until this season, I guess the last three or four seasons, you know, can't really use that as a, you know, as, as a, as a bragging right. Well, I think but, the two the two top teams in England top any other league in the world. I'm gonna just say that straight away. So I mean, yeah. Well, you don't play against the top teams all season you play against the other teams i know but i'm saying if you know if we want to play that game i mean we're just talking individually about the teams and i think co- collectively i mean we've we have this conversation every week i feel um but yeah i just think uh yeah uh, it's well warranted to think that the prem is better I mean, they're the top two teams we'll put it that way yeah and and i mean in and the if, world yeah for sure and they top those two teams from one league uh top the whole world i feel yeah truthfully i mean i i mean it's 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 weird i know but I mean that alone says a lot about the league as a whole, and you know not Chelsea really. aren't bums either, you know. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't say anything about the league. Well, I mean, look, uh, there's a chance that Liverpool can also win the European silverware this year, and mm-hmm. they're not even topping their league. So that just kind of tells you where. But they're there. They're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're there. And they're we're not gonna act like they're they're Chelsea last season. No, but I mean, you know, that's what it is, though. I'm just saying, like, and then you mentioned another team, by the way, a team that is the current UEFA champion. They're also from England. I mean, it's yeah. I'm sorry, but the Prem's better. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's completely obliterating La Liga, but yeah, I think every anybody who thinks that is well warranted to think that. Uh, but you know, yeah, it's it's coming down to the wire. So that's supposed to make it a better league in the grand scheme, and it's going to be entertaining. Um. Yeah, I think uh, when you talk about how how this game can go, like City's got it, or we're also taking it into a foregone conclusion that Liverpool's going to win it. Yeah, I don't something stupid could happen too with them. The same, the same thing. Almost, I think uh, Liv- uh, Wolves and and Villa are even. One or two places apart. Oh, wow. There's a pretty big gap there. Wolves are in 8th and Villa's in 14th. Oh, Steven Gerrard. He's brilliant. <laughs> uh, nah, that's tough on him. He did lose a, a great player, but... Um, I don't know, man. It's just like... Uh, you know. I mean, yeah. It, you like, just know that who's the if better we, If this game is happening in match week 23, we're, we're not thinking much of it. But it's a title decider. And no one wants to be crowned champion against, I don't think. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, and um, I, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, like that's what I mean. I don't even think wolves. Will and and even wolves aren't gonna. They're yeah, they're not gonna bow down to that point. Um, but if we're going by just our brains and not our hearts and all that bullshit, we have to say that the favorites are supposed to win those games. Yeah. And then the league is going to end up 93-92. Could be, could be, you know, there's a lot of possibilities, you know. Um, I mean, not, not only including City and, 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 and Liverpool, I'm talking about the relegation battle too. It's a collective thing, you know. You don't get to decide who you play on the last day. You just go out there and you win it if, if you're capable. The only thing that is going to deter City from that is themselves. And the only thing that can also deter them will be any out of the norm decisions and it could even work in that way for villa too you know it's sometimes you don't get a a, a fair a fair bout from the get-go something crazy happens like the spurs arsenal game 
you know but yeah i'm i'm pretty optimistic yeah i mean like early penalty or some kind of red card red card yeah. injury you know that that could very well decide the game yeah and it's almost like a final in that sense for both teams well there's a team that i feel like is approaching it like a final and i don't think it's villa they win yeah they have a nice moral victory they're still um a sub mid-table team you know that doesn't change just because you beat city but it's a nice it's a bragging right right city are on the verge of winning their fourth league title in five years it's it's a lot to play for you're you're amped up i think well i'm saying i'm saying uh um liverpool and city are approaching it like a final Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you mean Villa. I'm like, oh no, no. I, I, that's no, my no, point. No. I'm like Villa can can lose. Villa and... Villa is gonna try and be spoiler, just like Wolves are. I don't I don't think either team is. I think either team is always trying to win, regardless, right? But yeah, I don't know if there's an extra motivation just to to for for out of the sake of pettiness, right? Like to yeah, right. I'm gonna with like stop their chance of winning silverware. I mean, I don't know. That's if it's not gonna affect your team. Like if you're fighting for a Europa League spot, which I think. Or at least Europa Conference, uh, Wolves might be. They might have something to play for. Villa, I mean, shit. Not even uh, money wise. If they win, they're getting any, you know, better. You get a little bit more money if you like finish above. Like every place gets more money. And I don't know how close they are to thirteen. Yeah, yeah, and, they're not. You know, they're, they're, it's nothing significant. Some and Villa's got like the richest owners anyway. Yeah, I mean, or I some of the richest owners. So it's not even like that big of a deal for them. But, you know, everybody will be rooting for Villa. I get it, you know. And, and I hope that, you know, everybody gets their wish. Everyone gets let down? Well, I mean, no. I mean, I think the majority of the country would be happier if, if Liverpool won it. You know, the majority of the world, really, I would say. I guess less unsatisfied would be the right way to word it. Well, yeah. I think that they can both uh, exist synonymously. But, but yeah, L- listen, I'm, I'm bricked. I'm, I wouldn't want it. You anyway. got your celebrations ready? No, not really. I mean, I am going to buy a bottle of champagne, but I was thinking of accessorizing that with something else, but we'll see. We'll see what the day brings. Well, you got to get two then. Yeah. You got to get one to pop off and just like pour all over yourself like stone cold, and then the other ah. one to serve with, the, I don't know, some citrusy beverage. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a, a good game. Sunday. Being, uh, being champion, is, is it always feels good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... Uh, it, like, it who cares? It's just crazy because, yeah, it's coming down to the last day, which... Kind of sucks. It's nervy. I, I'd like to win it's it. It's nervy. Yeah, I think I think as cool as you want to play, it's still you're still like, ah, like I don't want to feel like penalties. Well, yeah, it's yeah, just it's, it's not mathematically verified, right? At least yeah. not from 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 true facts, from probability sake. I totally. think that that's why I feel comfortable. But you know, things aren't don't always turn out the way they appear. What do you think the chances are of winning? Like, are you like at a seventy five percent? 85% sure. I'd say, yeah, like 75, 80 is, is very, like, for me, feels a good way to quantify it. Um, cool as a cucumber? Uh, I'd say so. I mean, like I said, it's like you've been, you've done it four times out of five. Like, even if we weren't to win it, it would really suck, right? But the formula is there, you know? Yeah, I mean, the formula is there. I, I don't think there's any shame in being and losing to a historically good team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or or conceding to a historically good team, it, it it's bitter, and you know you, there's gonna be a lot of jokes and this and that. But at the end of the day, you're you're gonna be there competing for it next time, and you're gonna be one of, if not the favorites, next season. Yeah, I, the, I genuinely think we'll be the f- uh, the first team in a while to three peat. You know, um, and I, I mean a while, like a few decades. You know, United was a team 
I think the last to do it. Oh yeah, are you talking? About, oh, you're, you're like three. You're talking P- about next season? Yeah, yeah. Like I think we're candidates for for even three P. Yeah, you know, and when you're winning it four times in five years, yeah, yeah, you have to be right. Exactly, exactly, and and so like I, I it's not the end all be all, but man, yeah, well, I can't wait. Be a good and day. um, okay, moving on from that, there has been a bit of news uh, uh, concerning uh, Mbappe. You know, hot on the heels of last last week's official news of. Uh, Holland going, um, it's pretty much all but announced publicly that Mbappe is going to Madrid. Uh, we've been talking about this probably for a year now. Yeah. It seems like. Uh, I just kind of want this to just, let's move on. Like once it, once we see him, once we see the club announcements or the player making the announcement. Yeah, I think in this case the player for sure because mm-hmm. he's the one that's. That it seems that the decision is in his hand, you know. He's in the driver's seat, basically. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of conflicting reports saying that uh, today I was reading that PSG is offering him. They improved their offer, apparently. Yeah. They're also offering him uh, "quote unquote" ownership of the project. I've never heard that wording before. Yeah, it's kind of like some kind of stake, basically. Some some sort of like authority over the team. He gets the. Uh, he gets decisions over the managers, over what signings are. He's basically a player GM. Yeah, yeah. Has there ever been that? LeBron, but I mean, yeah, in the grand scheme. Uh, also, okay, uh, so only the best of the best. Sheesh. All right. Yeah. No. <laughs> no and, um, and that's why I think I, he should stay at PSG. Uh, ah. I think uh, I think that's kind of weird for the, for the club to concede so much for a player. You're but setting he, a very, very dangerous precedent. I but think. he's a hometown kid, Parisian. You know, uh, it's why, why why not? He's know? um, he's a you know one of those generational talents, and that that term I think today is used very, very egregiously. But for Mbappe, he's already World Cup champion. Yeah, however many champion, the only thing he's got left is a Champions League, but um, or a Prem title. Come yeah, to Liverpool if, if he ever ends up in the Prem. The thing. Is when you're a club like PSG, who's I don't think they get the, that kind of respect yet that that the bigger teams get, and and they and it's so very obvious that they want it so bad. They want to be a Bayern Munich, they want to be a Barcelona, you know, they want to be a Liverpool or a Chelsea or, or United, but but because they're trying so hard, it it turns you off of them, right? You kind of you're like. You kind of cringe a little bit. You look down on them for that. Yeah, but you also have the the enticement of being the first one to do it. You know, there 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 is that doers do. There is that, but you're setting a very very dangerous precedent because, let's say another Mbappe type comes. Yeah, and they well, demand. What's gonna he want? What's he's gonna What's he gonna want? You know, and he wants that sort of offer. And if you don't and give it to him, another nasty oil an- club will do it. Another another top. Top type player like another Holland, um, even like maybe a, a slight notch below that, like a, I don't know, like a Vinny. Sure, they're gonna want that exact same sort of pull treatment. Yeah, treatment. Um, Vinny, uh, you mean the forty plus goals and assists contributions? This hey, and Kunku's doing the same. You know, mm. damn near. So I mean, yeah, top player, top player. Not not knocking him at all. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, whatever Mbappe's decision 
like hap- you know whatever it is he's gonna be continuously successful i don't see it that change changing anytime soon you know yeah no i, I just, don't i don't really see there really being any deal. any uh difference in in the way that his status and his career is going to pan out yeah but yeah uh psg are setting themselves up for failure if these reports are correct well i mean and they're coming off as desperate well i mean if the shoe was on the other foot and another club was, say, he's a Madrid player and another club wants him, you'd be happy that they're they're extending their hand that far. I I'd think at least for In a generational sense? player, yeah, for the player of the status of Mbappe, it would never happen at, at Madrid because there's that, probably too much pride. But I'm saying like, yeah, I don't know if you could be mad at it when it's a player of that club. Of that legends stature. have been let go for a lot less. Yeah, but like you're you're more valuable as a legend to be. Than a legend who's passed it, at least by business standards, business uh, interests. Well, you know? we don't even have to go that far back. Look at Ronaldo. Yeah, like but, at, uh, Ramos and those guys but, left on yeah, top. But they, 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 their years prior were their better years, though. I'm not saying Ronaldo's bad. He's still at an amazing level. But I'm, I'd be kidding myself. That one year where he had. The stupid amount of goals, him and Messi, whatever. Like those years were their absolute yeah, peak, and for you to offer more after the fact, yeah, it would have it wouldn't have made sense. But for a guy who's gonna reach that trajectory, which Mbappe is, I think, I don't know, man. I can't blame them, but you know, I don't think yeah. it'll go through because I think he's set on leaving, man. I think um, there and and like you said, there's a lot of pride within that club. Uh, PSG want to stamp themselves as that club but the players don't really view them that way and that's why they're not able to get him yeah if if the player viewed him that way they wouldn't have to stretch that far to say that he's got control over who's managing and what players are coming in and out that's uh, a that's a lot of power for a player that's a lot of play- power for a fucking 23 year old but if you really want a player sometimes you got to put your pride <laughs> aside and ride let him take the driver's seat i man. think i think so but ah. but in in that and with those terms, no. Can't do that. Bueno, bueno. With anybody. Menos mal. Menos anybody. mal. And speaking of... Se queda. On the, on the, on the same kind of uh, wavelength, there's reports that Messi is going to enter... Is it at the end of his PSG contract? I, I believe. I believe. Because that's one more year. He only signed a two-year deal yeah. with PSG. And uh, the reports are that he's going to enter Miami, but that enter Miami with whatever um, wage that he's going to get with them, they've also stamped on a 35% ownership stake. Yeah. I think that's an absurd number, especially for, like, American teams that have, like, hundreds of owners even sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, I mean... It's messy. I, what I see it as a, is, like, kind of, like... I mean, Mbappe. Beckham already has his, like, stake in the team. Not even based on the off the same talent that Messi has, just off of his marketability, he really helped advance that club, you know, from a PR perspective. And if he's able to share that piece of the pie with Messi to continue that, I think it's it's more than just football. It's also the the business strategy. So I understand it. I think thirty five is too much. I would have done fifteen, something like that. But I mean, if if it's true, but it's Messi. we don't know. We don't know if it's actually true. It's just yeah. kind of a rumor. Yeah. But for it to be so so spoken about there's got to be some kind of validity to it yeah but with mls teams american sports and all that that 35 percent can very well mean at least a billion dollars damn and you're telling me that you're telling me that a club is going to offer somebody a billion dollars i don't think so i mean sorry pompano beach 
Pompano uh, Beach. Pompano. But nah, man. Uh, listen, if I get the chance to watch Messi in the States, I'll be. I'll do it. I'll be like a church, man. Just absolutely bricked from the bottom to the top. And yeah, Messi. <laughs> venga Messi, venga Messi, por favor. Me, me inconfrente. No, no, eso he was crack. just He was just never going to be a Galaxy guy, was he? Nah, listen. He just he just doesn't have that profile. Galaxy guys are, are mostly British-based Anglo guys. Uh, think Robbie Keane, Beckham, Gerrard. You know who does have the Galaxy sort of... Um, uh, swag? Yeah, that sort of uh, vibe to him. And that's the GOAT. Oh, Ronaldo? Yeah. Ah, uh, man. He's far past it, I feel. Far Wait, past what? Oh, Phenomeno or, or Cristiano? <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, uh, I don't know. By the way, that's another guy I would see going to enter Miami. But if not Orlando, because I think he's going to want to be in a heavily Portuguese place. But but maybe not. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Like I feel like LA really isn't all that attractive uh, to foreign players, truthfully. Really? Yeah, I mean, people from the United States glorify L.A., but I think it's more of a vacation getaway than than the place you want to come I, home. I wouldn't see anyone like Ronaldo or Messi treating the MLS anything more than that. Yeah, but, you know, I obviously they're not going to go to Sporting Kansas City or fucking Real Salt Lake. L.A. is a good candidate, I'm not going to lie, but I think they want to stay closer to the Atlantic, personally. That's the way I it's think. a much shorter flight. Yeah, it's just proximity. I mean, a, a team that I could see going for Ronaldo is New York Red Bulls, myself. Uh, they went for Henri. They went for, you know, Rafa Marquez's and so on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they can pay for him. RB, you know how much money they have. But also, it's not too far from uh, from Lisboa, uh, you know, where, you know, Portugal, where he's from. So, I don't know, man. Um, I know you're really high on the Paulo Dybala to Galaxy train. I'm really not too enthused about it but you know there's a lot of a lot of transfer talk about mls so i mean uh well oh well yeah i think diwala is still in a in a decent moment physically to be able to handle the league he's he's obviously very talented well he just uh, he just hasn't i don't know if it's obvious these days you know he just hasn't really fit the team for, for he used you. to though he used to but now yeah. for what it is well, now i guess not well man what is that though for juve they've had like eight managers in the last six years yeah yeah but there's a moment when carlitos tevez was there bogba was there pirlo was there as a player there was a moment where dibala seemed to be the next big thing and it's been and it's been years since he's shown it's that been, level it's been a while maybe the mls is a good trampoline place for him but i still think um there may be better options but you know, I think for the stardom of it, that should be a crazy signing. He's not even a big star. I, I think he is. For MLS, like for players like that go to MLS. I mean, like how many that times? You, that you look at as a star player. Mm. I mean, how Zlatan, many? Chicharito. How many Argentine national players are you bringing into the league? I mean, the best player is Argentine, doesn't even make the national team. Rather, we bring Dybala. He's actually a national team player. Was. I think, I mean, I, but that's the thing. And that's my problem with Dybala. We have this conversation about Morata sometimes. I think he's, like, the same. Like, he's not as good as as, as much as the noise you hear about him. And he, he doesn't, it just doesn't match, you know, in my opinion. Um, and I love my Argentine strikers. He just never has shown me that level of consist, consistency. Yeah, he's not a striker. Uh, well, what is he? I mean, he's like, like a 
He's a center Playmaker, forward, he's a really. He's a ten. Yeah, but he he's he was known as a striker in his best. He days. was scoring goals a lot, but he was and a he was playing as a striker when I'm talking about like the days when he was playing with Pogba and them. But I mean, he never panned out. I mean, Lautaro is has surpassed him, and, and Correa even, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's but, not, but yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. But this is a guy who's not that old yet. So you are bringing a, a guy who has national team potential. Maybe he's not in the team anymore. I have no uh, confirmation of that, by the way, because. Some good players have left the system over time, so they may need them. Uh, but, you know, ah, I don't know. Ah, maybe I had, and I should have thought this way, too, about Douglas Costa, who's kind of... Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. He scored a few nice goals, but, like, he's still, like, not the factor that he's, he can be, I think. Yeah, and and a lot of the detractors of that deal. And I was very neutral about it. I, I didn't want to get too excited because uh, I know who the player he was. But I didn't really follow up with his last few years, and the detractors seem to be right. I mean, I, I don't know. It's a very small sample size, and even then, like we're at what ten games now, yeah. twelve games. Like it's there's enough to see. Yeah, but you need how, a, how you need at least a season. Oh, and they're playing right now. He's been productive though. He scored a few goals. I mean, Galaxy's up as we speak. Honestly, they're you know, Cheech has had a bad moment too. He started hot. Now he's in a bad moment. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. but it's very fickle. You know, it's very small, small sample size. I don't feel comfortable. Thirteen games, counting them out yet. You know, thirteen game, twelve games. How many players on that team are, are having a great season? I mean, for no, me, Galaxy's very up and down. Raheem Edwards is for me the best. Yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and even even um, what's his name? Uh, the right back, Araujo. Uh, Araujo and and uh, Alvarez haven't been all that good. Yeah, it's weird, but I don't know. I, I would prefer to go for a player like Diego I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd say being too excited right now is a bit premature, but also being very forgiving is is also a bit too um too kind. Yeah, but beyond that, I'd I'd prefer to go to for a player like Diego Cayens, the the center back from New York City, uh, the Peruvian bloke, a player like that who's not old, not past it, who's MLS level, hungry. You know, because we're going for players that are just big names, and I, I maybe that's not the solution. Maybe you got to go the Atlanta, New York City route, find that level of player, South Americans especially. You know, I'm curious to know how Insigne is going to do because he's because the Italian season's uh, basically over now. Yeah, yeah. Played his final home game. And <laughs> I totally forgot that he that he signed for uh, Toronto. I just remembered when you mentioned Dybala, and I was like, man, like now that's a serious like forward that I would be fucking like. Hyped. That's a dude that's still starting, still scoring goals, plays for the national still team, still playing for the national team, and he's obviously a good player. Not a big profile; people aren't going to know him uh, publicly. I would, but <laughs> but fo- yeah, football wise, yeah, football, yeah, football, football wise. I don't know. I'm I'm curious to know he's what he's capable of or what he's going to do. Pinche I, Galaxy. I, uh, I, Really don't see how he doesn't end up being Jovinko 2.0. Yeah. Like, tearing it up. Like, like he's obviously the best player in the league now, right? Insigne? Oh, it's tough to say, right? But, Insigne? yeah. Potential to be, I think. Well, he's still good in, in Italy. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, ah, uh, it's just it, that transitive property, you know, with leagues, you never know. Yeah, you, you don't know. But <laughs> ass- assuming like everything. talent-wise. Talent-wise. <coughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh, he's so good, man. Uh, man, good player. Galaxy uh, just gave it up. No way. Yeah, one one draw. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, man, in senior in a nutshell. Uh, yeah, man, not a bad addition. I I'm not mad at it. 
but yeah, uh, any other transfer speculations that we? I mean, I in, involving City. I've heard Cucurella possibly being tapped up for the left back position for thirty mil. That'd be a bargain, uh, slightly. I mean, thirty mil is a lot, but I mean, for what he can be on a, on a top tier team, I feel like I feel like that's a pretty good deal for Cucurella, uh, Brighton's player of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. think, uh, but they're gonna they're gonna get picked from a lot of angles because people want Basuma, people want, you know, even I'm not gonna lie, Welbeck, he's looking decent. Um, he was okay. You know, it's just there's a lot of really good players there that can be picked at Pascal Gross, Trossard. I know, like, maybe they're not superstars, but, you know, people could have said that but about other, Jota. But, uh, but other teams... You go to a great team, you can become great, you know? Yeah, uh, other teams might have something. Like like you said, Trossard, who's to say that Leipzig won't turn him into a 25-goal season player? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Not that Leipzig actually want him or anything, but, you know, but it's just, shit. like, one of those things where so- someone might see something in, in them and he might seem... Like a better player than he is. Like your 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 perception of him might differ. Because he's playing depending on on what team he's on. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, that's a little bit. I'm of... sure there, there's been a bunch of rumors that I've seen, and I I wish I would have wrote them down, but I didn't. Yeah, I think starting next week they we're gonna have to start assembling a list because it is starting to get steamy. Yeah, the leagues are are ending, and then yeah, all the news is starting to pile on. Um. Uh, one thing though, man. Uh, um, there's a player, Jake Daniels, who plays for Blackpool. Seventeen years old, right. and he like right off the bat, I guess, just signed his uh his first professional contract. You know, comes out as gay. I find that to be pretty uh pretty ballsy. Yeah, if I do say so myself, that's. That's a lot of weight to hold. Because uh, I'm ballsy. <laughs> and you, you uh, have to find a... Uh, yeah. No. Uh, you have to conceal your sexuality. <laughs> uh, nah, nah. Hey, man, credit, man. That takes nuts, you know. That takes nuts. I'm sure there's a lot of grown men that are in their late 20s, 30s, whatever, yeah. uh, that don't come out. Facts. Um, and for him to be 17 and kind of putting it on the spot right away. Like, like let's get this news out of the way. This is part of who I am. Um, you know, I, I think that's admirable. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he knows that he's opening the door for a lot of... Vitriol. Vitriol. A lot of um, negativity. All the all the metaphors. All the synonyms that you can come up with those words. Yo, yo. Um, but as a 17-year-old who's actually, I guess, a pretty good prospect, too. Yeah, yeah. Scoring a lot of goals in the youth system getting a call up to the main team anytime now um hey man uh that's i don't know what else to say about that i think that's that's impressive i thought it was worth mentioning i mean idrisa gaya wouldn't agree but yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and uh on on the other side on, on the, the contrary, flip side yeah uh idrisa gay uh uh from um PS- senegal psg yeah uh i guess he didn't play this weekend in, in the french league in Ligue 1. why is that uh well, uh, PSG happened to um, play with a rainbow flag on their numbers on the on their kits, as um, I don't know as a support of LGBTQ rights and stuff. rights yeah. and uh, equality equality and this and that and 
I don't know what Gay's thoughts on that are. I'm not uh, going to speak on that. But apparently he didn't he didn't agree with it and didn't play. And he was left off because he he wouldn't wear the shirt. Yeah, that has the rainbow on it. Well, um, you know, it could be a cultural thing. <laughs> it, well, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and think about it. I mean, and I'm not justifying his decision by no means. I'm just saying, uh, what if he's afraid? You know, like what if he's gonna go back home to Senegal this summer and he's gonna get flamed for it? You know, like ah, bro, this dude was wearing a rainbow flag on his back. <clears throat> I think there are genuine concerns about bringing political things. I, even though this might not be political, right? But I think yeah. uh, in <laughs> in places not. where this kind of stuff isn't introduced, it's a culture shock for them. Well, we have to also like it's not even like a like a bullying sort of thing. It, it's it's something that's ingrained, and a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, we we need to respect his opinion." Well, I don't know if it's more of an opinion and more of an ethics or moral type of thing. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, and, it doesn't hurt and, to put the shirt on. It's not going to. It kill doesn't you. hurt exactly, and and you can explain it later on. Like, hey, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I didn't have a choice in it. I just, but but yeah. here's the thing: is uh, what? How can you distance yourself from supporting certain? Like individuals' rights. So with the whole LGBTQ thing is it is the rights to basically exist in a lot of these countries. You go to the Middle East, the World Cup, for example, they're basically saying They're better. Don't don't, be, don't, yeah. don't don't do no PDA. Don't hold hands, don't hug, don't kiss. Yeah. In a romantic way, right? Uh something as big as the World Cup, but a lot of these countries and and in Africa to Jamaica, we know as well that these countries are very heavily homophobic, right? So, and you know, gays from from Senegal, where um, I can imagine they're that way as well. Uh, how how much of it can you explain away with? I'm not I'm not in agreement with these people having rights. Yeah, or getting rights. No, no, it's hard to justify. Yeah. All I could say is that when you're isolated to that degree and have your own perception of reality and, you know, I'm not justifying it. I'm just trying to imagine the way he's viewing it because it shouldn't mean much. It shouldn't mean that much. It's just a shirt. It's just a pigment on the shirt. But uh, also religion is a driving force in the, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, con- contrarian side of it. Yeah. And it's just, that that's a big part, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I, I think that yeah it was a it was a bit uh, a bit too much on his part the the irony to his name you know being gay <laughs> yeah yeah gay, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah but people, it's kind of people are gonna yeah do, yeah do that so yeah there there was two very uh, lopsided or two very um you know opposite ends of the spectrum as far as like gay news and all that stuff is concerned yeah um you hate to see it on gay's part and I want to agree with like I don't know want to agree I want to understand him. That's I, I want to I want to be able to to not completely shit on him, which I'm not. I'm not going to be shitting all over him. He's fucking stupid. He's a prick. He's a you know this and that. It, it, you know, you, you just can't. You have to understand where these people are coming from. Mm-hmm. Like they're very very against this kind of thing in a lot of places. Even yeah. in even in our our own backgrounds. Our I mean know, no yeah. Salvadorian, I'm Mexican. You know, they're <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah yeah. No we doubt. know we know they're. they're they're very anti. 
I think it's like our generation is the first one that's breaking the mold. Com- coming to accept that this shit is. It's a human's right. It's thing. it's just natural at this point. Yeah. I don't even see it weird. I remember being a little kid and then seeing like two adult men like holding hands or whatever. And everyone would like turn their head and everything. Like, yeah. what? That's weird. Now it's like I just I'm walking on it. I, like I you notice it, right? Just like you notice a, a hetero couple walking. It's that's just another thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, that's good that we're at that age in acceptance, but we also have to acknowledge it's not the reality else everywhere, you know? And that's something that I think that's why you see it introduced so much in the workplaces and education because you're building up society to be tolerable to this. And clearly this guy's, you know, he's old. I mean, he's not old in, in the, the scheme of a person, but in terms of like 10, the 15 years ago, the way, the the way what, you see things. Yeah, what you were being taught, it, it didn't align with what, we are known to endure today or to tolerate and, and on all that. But yeah, uh, interesting, like you said, two different spectrums and, and yeah, I mean, we got our, we got a gay player now. Maybe we, the next will be a gay manager, uh, a gay referee, you know, just a, a gay all inclusive, you know, a gay God. Well, Oh <laughs> no. Ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. Gay. I wouldn't like that one too much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Top bins, top bins. Uh. Speaking of identities and feeling a certain type of way, I feel like uh, we're due for a conversation about um, Marcelo Flores, mm. who had the opportunity to to uh, represent Canada, where he was born, where he's from, yeah. uh, England, where he was raised, and Mexico, where his where his heritage is from. He ain't making uh, an English team. <laughs> Stop playing. <laughs> nah, but yeah, he, he was eligible. He yeah. was eligible to represent these three countries. Yeah. And in the end, in the end, uh, it doesn't need he, uh, he uh, chooses to, uh, to represent the country that he represented from, from his youth days and until now. And that's Mexico. You know, he wrote a, a pretty long uh, post or had, had this... This lengthy post, uh, just um, describing his thought process, uh, how he grew up, how he feels now, and how things have been for him. Yeah. And in in a lot of ways, you know, he he kind of wrote down ways that I've I felt personally. Um, you know, he's like, how am I going to represent Mexico when I've only been there on vacation? I don't speak Spanish that well. You know, does speaking not great Spanish make me less? You know, I I've always heard mariachis when I was growing up in England. Like that's something that you probably never hear, right? Like you know, fucking Vicente Fernandez in a in a suburban English neighborhood, right? But but fair enough, yeah. And and for me, that 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 was always he's like just because I'm different does not make me any less Mexican because he identifies as a Mexican, of course. Mm-hmm. Like that's half of his lineage or blood or whatever you want to call it heritage. Um, and that's how I always felt. Like I never grew up listening to any of that. I don't know Vicente Fernandez. I don't know fucking all that shit. And, and my whole life, people's like, oh, you're not Mexican or you're whitewashed. You're a rocker, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard that. Um, so, so what he was saying for me kind of, you know, it kind of hit me a certain way. It was like, hey, I, this yeah. guy, this guy, he, I, I can, I can relate to this guy. Of course, he's only 18 right now. You know, I'm, I'm like a lot older than him but yeah but yeah 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can, I can, I can relate with this guy. I can relate with this line of thinking. Um, I personally never been to Mexico. Well, not not too far. I've been to TJ. Yeah. But uh, for him to to be like, you know, I'm all in and I'm choosing Mexico. This is where I'm going from. I I felt like that. It's not quite as uh, ballsy as coming out at 17, but for all the pressure that he's had and and all, I'm sure a lot of the conflicting feelings that he's had over representing different countries that he's able to, and the pressures that that they put on him, especially with Canada. Canada was promising him a spot at the World Cup. Yeah. And Canada is coming up, and I'm sure they were pressuring him to be like, hey, you can be the face of our future, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're kind of. We kind of need you, in a sense. So um, the words that he chose, and uh, and obviously me being a, a Mexico supporter, you know that's just that's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm unproven player to be fair, you know. Um, but it's a good prospect for a the budding future. star. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a prospect. I mean, you know, he still needs to make his debut professionally, and and you know, find a club. There's still there's still steps to it, but yeah, it's a it's a you know promising prospect for them, and I feel like the partnership between the U.S. and Canada to to help Mexico develop some of these youngsters is it's just kind of a, a testament <laughs> to how much of a cohesive bunch the Concacaf system is, you know, <laughs> um, uh, and nothing, yeah, brilliant, and and I, I'm sure he's gonna be a starter one day. You know, it's funny that you say that is because. Um, these teams must know that in the back of their minds this is always a possibility, right? Even though the club even though the players represent the countries, maybe from from certain youth, like the under fifteens, under seventeens, twenty ones and so on, that there's always like the the chance that the guy might just convert or might have always been struggling with it. You know, because we have seen players flip flop. Yeah. Like sometimes they'll play for the youth, for the for the U.S. and Mexico, then then and U.S. again, and finally end up going to Mexico or yeah, vice yeah. versa. Um, I don't know. I think I think when your when your countries like like U.S., Canada, Mexico, maybe in Canada not so much because in my opinion, and and this might be a lot uh, like very reductive of of what they are and who they've been in the last couple of years, but. I just think right now they're just going through a good moment. I don't know if if it's going to continue on. I don't really see it. Anyway, um, I mean, countries like U.S. and Mexico, who are really just trying to get to that to that elite level, like Argentina, England, Brazil, Spain, Germany, France, who are consistently con- producing players consistently in in the talkings of being the favorites for the world cup shit like that yeah you know they're in the peripheries they're the jv team yeah us and mexico if that yeah compared to these other teams um you want to get all the talent you can oh yeah 100 percent. and there there was a lot of chat from canada canadian national team like fans twitter yeah they were they they were having a ball with uh with the whole flores thing he's like Oh, you guys... You guys want our sloppy seconds? Have at it. Yeah, Uh, shit like that. Canada, uh, I have to say, calm down. (laughs) You guys haven't even won anything. 
Calm down. But they'll tell you top of the top of the qualifying group, you know. Yeah, you won the qualifiers. There's no trophy ah. for that, as far as I'm concerned. True, true. That's yeah. not even a it's not even a tournament. They um, smacked the US. I mean, they're on their high horse. They're, they're on their high horse. They right won now. a game. They won one game against Mexico. Yeah. Let's look at the overall records between uh, US and Canada and Mexico and Canada. And yeah, Canada, you won one gold cup. What did you say the other day? Chapeau, chapeau. Chapeau, yeah. Hats uh, off. You just go the, Canada, <laughs> you know you wanted Flores. Uh, and, and they and they were guaranteeing him a starting spot for the World Cup. Yeah. They were guaranteeing him playing time. What Canada lacks is they're just not... They're they don't not have as, the pull. They don't have the pull. They're, they're not as marketable. And But also, I, a, a lot of people probably share the same opinion that I do, is that what they have now isn't necessarily going to sustain them over the next 10, 12 years. Oh, I mean... I don't see... Yeah, it's hard to tell, really. I mean, the youth teams will point to it, and I, truthfully, I'm not too acquainted with Canada's youth teams. But is Marcelo Flores even a youth product? Not really. He was developed in England. Right, right, but I mean, he's still a youth player in my eyes. Like He happens to have a mom from Canada. That's it. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's it. Varies. It, you know what? What you feel and what you have seen with Mexico, in in their acquisition of Marcelo Flores, like it's very similar to Serginho Dest's story and Eunice Musa and some of these guys who are, who are multicultural, right? So it's it's uh it's the future of the game, man, and it's it's gonna even get even deeper than that. Well, well, it's probably been the past and present because there's a lot of players that. That we know can represent a lot of countries. Um, Griezmann could have represented Portugal. Yeah. A lot of the guys from France and Germany and even England can represent many different countries in Africa. Right, right, right. But, you know, for Mexico, it's pretty rare, though. Oh, for Mexico, yeah. Mexico even nationalizes players just to have them. Yeah, but... They're not in the same sort of bracket. The players that they nationalize are are typically Spanish-speaking players, you know? Oh, they're from Argentina. Yeah, this is the first, like, uh, you know, that one of those pools, you know? Jurgen Dam, I guess, but that's different. Uh, he was he was like made in Mexico. I, I guess the other one would be Araujo right now. And uh, Jogo, yeah, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Gomez. Gomez, yeah. And the other one that is your that we can really point to. Oh, David Ochoa get, too, yeah. That that they want to get now is uh, Richie Ledesma. Right, right, right. Um, but all these countries will do well to pull the dual nationals. U U.S. has been doing it. Yeah, yeah. For U- sure. U.S. U.S. got Jermaine Jones, for example. Uh, and that's going a little further back, but right now a lot of their good players are dual nationals from different countries. Like you said, Serginho Des and Yunus Musa. Yeah. They, can use, they don't even have, like, American accents. Right. But those are really, like, the only two. But historically it was Jermaine Jones and then uh, Fabian Johnson, Timothy Chandler to an extent. But Isn't isn't Timo Weah? Timo like, Weah is Liberian, but he's not really a uh, – he's, you know – Liberia and America's uh, relationship has always been. Well, no, isn't his dad from uh, George Weah? He's from Liberia. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's his dad. He was like born like in France or something. Oh well, man, maybe he was, but of of Liberian descent because he played for PSG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, he he might. I don't. I don't even. Yeah, I mean. But that that guy. There's. there's, I I thought there was more players though that 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 can represent other countries from US. There, there's more, but most of them have come from the U.S. The those that we mentioned are the the external implants, if you want to call them that. Okay. But I mean, the like you know, there's certain players like Jogo, for example, 
like that guy came through the NASL setup, and you know, there's very there's various ways. Gio Reyna is one of those guys, technically, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it's a. I think if you're born somewhere else than where you choose to represent, the country that you can represent is doing all they can. Yeah, but to in, pull them. In, That's why Canada was guaranteeing Florida's playing time. So I don't want to hear yeah. from from oh Mexico. You know, you need to get your guys. You know, because they beat you. No, he's a top prospect. And let's be honest, Mexico's not hasn't produced a whole lot lately. And and as far as I know, don't have a whole lot going forward. Yeah, yeah. So when you're a team, you do what you can. Yeah. Now I feel like they did get kind of away with with Flores because there was a lot of uh, media bullshit, you know, being thrown his way that I felt is unjust. Uh, you're doing a whole lot to to sway a 17, 18 year old away from your club. From your uh, federation, when you do underhanded shit like that, and the shit that Tata Martino's has been, you know, saying, I don't think that's right. I, I see both sides. I, I think it's an exciting prospect, and I think for Mexico's sake, they have to do what they're doing. And, and yeah, and I said get him at wh- whatever cost, even if he is demanding this and that. Let him play the world, but Cup. in a very cutthroat fashion. And this is this is me being more antagonistic on it. Uh, and an example we didn't mention because he's not successful and he didn't pan out, Julian Green. Uh, I mean, he had a brief stint where things were going well and then everything went to shit. And he came up in a great academy as well, Bayern Academy, uh, Blase Blah, in the similar way that Marcelo Flores did. And it doesn't always necessarily mean that they will be great. So it's a risk to fill a spot for a World Cup for a relatively unproven player. Don't get me don't get me wrong, has, has done really well for Arsenal's academy and whatnot, but there's a risk as well. So I understand the pushback, but I think overall it's the right decision. You have to. You don't have a choice. You tie up the the potential, you know? Yeah. And it, if he doesn't, then don't call him up. Well, the, the the wider you can make your pool, the better, you know? And and this yeah. is and I mean wider. It sounded like I said wider, but uh yeah, I mean well, No, no, you you know you you said that. Well, I mean you guys are are kind of leaning towards that direction cuz Cade Cowell um, that's, that's another that's one. That's another, blow. and it's funny because a lot of U.S. fans kind of uh, chimed in with the whole Flores thing. Yeah. Uh, while U.S. national team is doing all they can to tie up Cade Cowell and his brother. You know, and I I don't agree with that one. I don't I don't think he's all that great. But the guys that that I fear losing would be Richie Ledesma, Jogo, and uh, and they aren't necessarily tied into Mexico. Just no, yet. they're not. Yeah, that's the thing. But he just. The, you know, Mexico's appealing to their identity. Yeah. No, no, for sure. And, uh, and it's a smart thing Kate, to do. Kate Cowell is more of like a physical specimen where... I don't think he's all that great yet. I mean... He's, I, he's, a, he's a giant. Dude, he's a... Fa- yeah, he's a physical specimen for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Richie Ledesma, just to touch on him, he's he's a fabulous player, but got derailed with injuries. But he scored his debut goal for the professional PSV team. Those are players that you definitely want to get because those are guys that are proven uh, at least by this the standard yeah mexico playing. hasn't really produced a whole lot of players it's so yeah yeah i think yeah. uh him and then there's this other guy who plays for wolfsburg that again got injured too but i was monitoring him because uh he came up in the la galaxy academy uli lanes um who's in germany like i said but you know there, there's there's plenty of uh grabs up there for mexico but it's up to the scouting team and the propositions that they can give them what they have going for them is you know, soccer is so popular in, in Mexico, and it's yeah. And, and it's funny. I'm sure I've said this before, but you know, when, when the dream was still alive for me, I always told my dad, "I 100% no doubt would represent Mexico." Yeah, yeah. That was just I, I always had that just that that sort of identity towards me. Right, like, right. I had no 
no question about it. Mm-hmm. it w- like it wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there are some players that that also have that. Yeah, yeah. But as we kind of progress towards like you know you're this first generation, second generation Mexican, maybe you don't have that sort of like strong yeah that feeling that, feel, that feeling disseminates for and, sure. And then there then it creates question because the whole thing with Ledesma was oh he's choosing Mexico. Uh, and then there was reports like, no, he hasn't chosen yet. Yeah. So yeah. until we get direct confirmation from the player like Flores, we'll know. Yeah. And it's crazy because I remember we did a pod like, man, maybe a year. Nah. Maybe Probably with when Pepe chose. Well, Pepe too. And then also uh, when we were covering World Cup qualifying, I, I did speak for a moment about uh, players like uh, Enrico Duenas, who was born in Netherlands. Very similar story to Marcelo Flores in the sense that he doesn't necessarily identify with El Salvador, but due to his lineage, he was listening to Aniceto Molina in, in you know, fucking uh, Rotterdam, you know, in, in fucking Netherlands. So that's going to be a very common theme going forward because more than ever, people are able to travel. People are able to establish their lives in more developed countries. And then you reap the benefits after. You know, and so then it's you, crazy. And then as you're growing up, too, let's not forget this. Um, so Marcelo Flores... And this is just to be more specific, but Marcelo Flores, his mom is Canadian and his dad is Mexican. Um, obviously, you know, dads have a very wide scoping. Your dad is into football. Maybe your mom, not not as much. So you're going to yeah. be watching the team. So let's say your dad is supporting Atlas. And you're yeah. watching Atlas games. Yeah. And then obviously you're watching Copa America, the, the Gold Cup, Copa Confederaciones. Mexico's, yeah. like, really successful in all these things. Yeah. And the mom's so, not and, even and, arsed and, about Buenos Aires. Or right. And, yeah. and then, and then you know, the so your dad's hyped up about Mexico, and you identify with Mexico because Mexico's good. Mexico's the good team. In yeah. your mind, you're kind of already made up. Yeah. That's the team that you like. Yeah. Right? You're, you're wearing the Mexico shirt. Yeah. Maybe he wore the Canada shirt. Maybe he did feel strongly about Canada, too. But <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt yeah, it. Yeah. But, no, but the, the reason being, because that's what I'm saying, the sport is not as big in Canada. Like, what are you going to root for? The Edmonton? I don't know. Fucking. Or are you going to root for the Vancouver you, Whitecaps? Or? I, I feel like Canada is an extension of the U.S., so you're probably watching MLS if you're thinking about Canada. Yeah. yeah. And Canada and had things. nothing to speak of. You know, your biggest athlete is Steve Nash. Yeah. To be fair, they, they did have Osorio, and uh, they had, like, these certain <laughs> players back then. These MLS All-Stars, like, that's what it would feel like. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be sick, man. But, you know, since we touched on Canada, to this day, I, I'm so, like, the player that annoys me the most from that team is uh, the the goalkeeper. He's, like, he's a prick, and he's, like, been shit-talking Mexico and the U.S. He's, like, well, yeah, when we played them, we didn't feel intimidated. And it's, like, bruh, like, don't don't lie. Like, you were, you know, those cheeks you? were clenched you prior know, going to the yeah, game. You know, like, when you know you're what's playing against those teams, you know what's, what's, what's yeah. up. Exactly, you have to, those are must wins. Not only not only because the World Cup, but that's bragging rights, man. Yeah, and you guys are little bro. You came out on top this time, but you're still little bro. I don't, like I don't the the weight of the Canadian flag or the Canadian team does not have anything in my eyes to do with the U.S. flag. Yeah, and then obviously the Mexico flag. Like it, it's just it doesn't register the same way. Don't don't come over here acting uh, like you're not intimidated, brother. You go into Stadio Azteca. They, they they didn't get a win there. No, no. Come on, man. Yeah, it's you're doing all you can to save those shots, man. If it wasn't for for that desperate goalkeeping, yeah, that team is cheeks. Come on, man. Oh man, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, uh, 
you know, they, I feel like Canada typically are they're associated with being like a such a nice country and very like not hostile, but they've actually like ramped their fans are. That's why a uh, tactical manager. I know you're not a big fan of him, but he like uh, his name for them is like the rude Canadians because they're not known as being rude, but on on the internet, bro, like they're fucking like they're waiting for any piece of vitriol they can get out. You know, it's pretty funny, but. But yeah, man, um, it's gonna be it's gonna make for a fun World Cup to see if Marcelo made the right choice, if Mexico made the right choice, and yeah, well, for man. Marcelo personally, I don't think we'll know until he's still very 2030. Yeah, he's raw. He's raw. Like we man. won't know for a good while if he made the right choice or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, I don't think uh, Canada has staying power. No, uh, but we don't know for sure. I mean, I, I yeah, honestly, I could, yeah, obviously, I don't know for sure. But. The 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 progression they've made is very impressive, though, from what they used to be. I have to give them their credit because they, you know, Alfonso. They're writing off of two or three players. Yeah, well, they've. They, I mean, they won the gold cup twenty years ago, right? Yeah. Can you name any of the players that were on that team? Wait, you're, you're talking about what team again? Canada. They won the World Cup. You said no, the gold cup. Oh, the gold cup. Sorry. Uh, I can name quite a few, but I'm just I'm I'm in I'm a maniac, you know. From that team? Yeah, yeah. Kyle Laren. Uh wait, you're talking about wait, when did they win the gold cup? Twenty years ago. Oh, never mind. I'm not familiar with that team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's my point. Like I if, thought you meant the World Cup qualifying. Uh no, no, uh yeah. Oh yeah, no, the World Cup yeah, th- this team is their best team for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but people th- could tell I you that have about no reason to think that they're gonna have staying power. This decade people could have told you that about Belgium too, you know? Like talk about the team from twenty years ago. They ain't shit. But they have one they're they're hitting their golden generation and I'm sorry, man. I'm kind of happy for and them. And then, and, and not when they you know, the and and in the inverse, can we talk about who's coming up from Belgium? I can't. Oh well, right now, you know, that's my point. But I'm, no, Trust but they're hard. they're still they're they're still established, though. They're they're established. But I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they, this was their golden gen. Um, it but, wouldn't. It, it also wouldn't even be crazy if they won the World Cup. Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Everyone's experienced and good, and they know what they're good at, and they could probably shit house something. Yeah. I mean. Let's be honest, they're probably not going to do that. But I, if they did do it, it'd be like, well, okay, they finally did it. I was reading some quotes from the goalkeeper right now, and he's like, yeah, the way they played, it appears they were scared to play us. Ah, man, it's just, that's just kind of like, it's like, bro. How many desperation saves did he have? Dude, he had to make a lot of saves. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what kept annoying me. Like, he was like, feeling himself after. It's like, bro, you're, you're like, a victim. Did you, understand, do you understand that you had to do that because your defense was... Uh, you, you know, it's like those kind of things. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. You're not as good as you think you, you are. He said, see you in, in Qatar. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, uh, a good good dub for Mexico. Good lockdown and stage, much needed, much needed because the players that are going out, Guardado, Jonah, um, you know, Ache Ache, who's kind yeah, of Yeah, those guys, they're all burnt out, you know. Um, the generation that's coming in needs to really fill in nicely. Because those guys have been have stuck around that? too long. Yeah, yeah. You know, no Ledesma, uh, Flores. I, I, you know, I kind of like uh, El Guti too. Guti. He plays at a uh, PSV. And we haven't even mentioned Efrain Alvarez, who I don't think he's the finished article. That's another player that they. He's still yeah. only nineteen, but man, I don't know. He's uh, had a. He hasn't had a very good season with Galaxy. He has quite a shot. He's got. Him, he's got good technique, but his work rate. And and his actual physical ability leaves a lot. And his to, his humility too. He's he's not that humble. I, yeah, I'm not so worried about that. It's just, I, I guess I guess it feeds into the fact that he's not a physical player. Yeah. When you're 19, 18, you should be in, in pretty good like, shape. Like, and here's my thing: 
But trophies. And I I know yeah, I know. Uh, I'm gonna get into management at some point. I think. Oh yeah. Probably think? like high school or something. But yeah. The main thing that any player has that they have control over is their effort. Right. Your physical ability, your your tracking back, all that shit. Your that's gen- all effort. Yeah. That's all that's the only thing that you have hundred percent control of. How about you, genetics though? Yeah, well, you can't control. Yeah, you can't control how fast you are. At to a degree, there are speed drills. You know, you can you can train yourself to jump a little higher. Yeah, well, if right now that is he is he is in your Cade Cowell per se. Yeah, he's not he's not going to put in that extra work. He's not he's not going to sit there and and do three miles when he does when he only has to do one. Yeah, right. That's the thing is. <laughs> Whereas, like, your Brendan Aronson's, you'll catch yeah, them on the track yeah, running yeah, five yeah, a day. Yeah. You, we can make fun of them and call them tryhards all we want. He is. Yeah, At the end hard. of the day, that tryhard is going to give him that that extra gap. So, and maybe in terms of talent, we can say that Alvarez is better than, than Aronson. I wouldn't say that, but fair, fair play. Technical ability, I think Alvarez is pretty close to matching him, if not equal, if not better. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about well, a lot. A lot of what Aronson benefits from is from from his work rate. No, but he he has a, a touch on him too, and he he can yeah. finish. He can create pl- plays, you know. Uh, but no, his best trait is his work rate, though. But even it's like saying uh, Bernardo Silva is one of his best traits is his work rate. But doesn't mean he's not quality. Oh well, man, that that's a whole other level, man. He he he's the best of both worlds. He's yeah, he's for a me, technical master. On top of the work rate that he has, and his ability to be able to accept that role, he's America's. A lot of people, Bernardo. like a lot of players, when they don't feel like they're the de facto leader or the best player on their team, they lose interest. Yeah, a lot of players, like, and and, and I'll go as far as to say a lot of Mexican players, when it when it comes to to having to work for your spot or not having an automatic spot yeah. or not not being known as that guy. They they lose interest. They don't try as hard. I think that's what happened with Guardado and mixed with old age. But like the moment that uh-huh. guys like William Carvalho and Sergio Canal, I mean Sergio Canales plays a different position. Yeah. But some of the midfield that they sprucened up, it pushed them out. But you know, and it's funny because I don't even see Guardado as that kind of player. I, I think he's one that's that, that can accept that. Uh, he he's got that kind of head where he he can. He knows where where his place is. He was at PSV for a good while too. Yeah, well that that's PSV. Yeah. I mean, PSV compared to Betis and the way they work. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a tough challenge because there's gonna be somebody always coming for your spot but, if you're not w- ready to defend it. Yeah, and, and this doesn't only extend. I think to Mexican players. I think to football players in general, they they have a hard time accepting not being the best. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Bernardo can accept that, and I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with Aronson, but. I think Alvarez is gonna fizzle out within two or three years. He's gonna end up like at Puebla. He's gonna be with Atlante or you know whatever Los Dorados. I hope not. And, and and we'll know him for having a very good left foot, and that's it. And man. a bad drinking problem or something, and he's gonna get involved in politics down the line. And, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. But I don't, I I don't see him having that sort of, you know that that's that sort of grit to to put work into uh, it looks like he lacks professionalism for sure he's not yeah, that dude guy. i mean he's fucking 19 and he's kind of pudgy that, that tells you everything uh, but honestly know, man but, that tells but, you everything but some guys jack up quick other guys you know they and, eat they could run more and they and, and your job is to run probably 10 miles a day and you're still kind of pudgy 
but you that know, dude, that dude, he likes mom's for, pozole. Okay, fucking the training session starts at nine or ten, gets there at nine forty-five, and and then it lasts for what three, four hours. He's out of the door at one. Yeah, forgets about fucking football for until the next day. Probably eating and, conchas and just dude, like, the, the guy, the guy you can tell doesn't work hard, and he won't be bought because he's always gotten by talent. Uh, yeah, no, no, he is talented though. I'm not. He's he's no. I think he's I think he's very talented. Yeah, and, and Mexico was smart to tie him up, but now we're looking at him. I'm looking at him anyway. As I don't, I don't yeah, think I don't, I, I don't see Chicharito in him. I don't see Vela in him. It's strictly for the fact that he he's not going to work hard. Fair play. I mean, uh, I hope he proves us both wrong. Because yeah, I'm kind of the too. same Me boat. Me too, for the sake. That's why I wasn't for the sake of so Galaxy hard done when we lost him. Yeah. I mean, as, as an American fan, I was like, oh, yeah. it sucks, but, you know, could live with that. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel yeah, you. Yeah, you kind of, like, you kind of know. You kind of can see it. That's how I've always felt about Jordan Morris to an extent. And he never lived up oh, to Oh, Jordan Morris. He's a bit pudgy, too. He, he is. and uh, Obviously, he has a condition. He has but a, still. was it, thyroid? But, um. He he's he's more of that like I'm gonna work hard and I don't know I I don't well have to faith. make up for it yeah yeah, yeah I don't have faith in a lot of those players <laughs> let's just put it that way uh, and I, and I never rated him I'm be honest fair enough fair enough uh but yeah does the, do we have anything else Concacaf I mean uh um no I think I have some notes here let me double check um oh well so we can get into Europe now the Europa League final was today. Yeah, that's right. Which that's is right. so fucking weird because Europa League, Europa Conference, is, I think is on Friday. Well, yeah, it's a week. more important one. Nah, just kidding. It's weird that that it's like that. I think um, maybe Europa Conference League should be on Friday and then Europa League final should be this Saturday. But for a final to be on a Wednesday? I would have done it Thursday, Europa Conference, Friday, Europa League, and then sure. Saturday, the big dance. Right? The, the, yeah, all in consecutive <laughs> days. Yeah. Um, but besides the weird timing that they had, it was between Frankfurt, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt and Rangers of Scotland. Um, very tense match, man. I think, um, I think that Frankfurt in terms of quality and talent were better, but maybe Rangers, uh. Rangers are managed a little bit better by Gio von Bronckhorst. Yeah, and in a limited span too, with with the smaller budget and. Yeah, um, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I I caught glimpses of the game. I didn't watch it thoroughly, but it seemed like a pretty even match. You know. Um, yeah, I guess you can say that. For in the first half, especially, uh, Frankfurt were more threatening. Without their, cha- their chances without weren't the as clear, but I, I would say they were the more dangerous team. Um, and Rangers didn't really offer so much in, in the offense. They had a, a chance or two, but they did open the score in the second half off of a, you know, a bullshit header backwards from a, a Frankfurt player. Um, Borre from a, from a Frankfurt Canadian, Colombian player, yeah. uh, tied it up and, uh, you know, things went to extra time and then everything went down to penalties. Uh, and he hits the sealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. That he did. The one player that did miss was Aaron Ramsey, who's on ridiculous wages mm-hmm. uh, for for uh, for uh, Rangers. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Frankfurt are, are the champions of Europa League, which is huge for them. 
They're a team that ended up in 11th place yeah. in the Bundesliga and uh, and are now in Champions League. Off being, the merit, yeah. Uh, off off of winning Europa League. And it's huge for those teams. For, and in for the that prize money too. Yeah, yeah. The prize money and then the money that you're going to get uh, consequently from from Champions League. Um, who's to say that they're not even able to get out of the group? They can draw like a rather relatively weak group in Champions League and progress. Uh, we we did see a few good players that we might have not otherwise seen. I think I think Frankfurt has a few interesting players. Uh, Kostic, um, uh, Knauf, who's on the right, both left and right. There's so Kamada. So they have a few good players. I think that. The other teams might might kind of poach off of. They're interesting. Uh, I, I like their game. Uh, Kostic, uh, particularly. He, he's the best one, I think. Yeah. He, you know, he was the goal scoring guy. But Kanaf, to me, was is their best player talent wise, in terms of quality. Production wise, uh, Kostic is their best player, I think. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, it's um, you know we always look at Europa <clears throat> League as kind of like the little bro to Champions League. It's not as relevant, but I think those teams play a little bit harder because they know what's at stake and they're able to, you know, profit from in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, for for clubs of their level, you know, it's the it's the dream. Yeah, a team like uh, like Barcelona, for example, um, who ended up in in in, in a Europa League, might not appreciate it. The fans, you can see that it means the world to them. Yeah. That kind of silver. I mean, uh, uh, Frankfurt hadn't won any any European trophies in, I think, over 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Rangers, I think, in, in over 30. Yeah. So so for both teams, it meant a whole lot. Um, and it means, it means a lot in terms of relevance, too. You have to talk about the Europa League champions. You can't just ignore that. No, in my opinion, of course, of course. I mean, you know, it, it's it's impressive for sure. You know, it's it's a certain level of football, but it, it deserves the appreciation because they are they are trampoline clubs for some top talent. You know, um, and yeah, yeah. It was a good. It, I just like the fact it was competitive too. You know, it, it looked like both teams deserved to be there. Um, from everybody that had a chance, it was justified. And, and they had yeah. to beat. I think both teams beat better teams than themselves to get there. Yeah, yeah, you could go back to Rangers had to beat Leipzig. Who yeah, Leipzig. I think got second, third place in 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 Germany. Right, right. Uh, we know that uh, that Frankfurt had to beat West Ham and Barcelona to get there. Yeah, yeah. They had like their little murderers row to the final, and for them to to win it, I think was was just they're the better team had had a harder time getting there, and I mean. Let's be honest. Germany's a harder league than Scotland, even though they're on opposite ends of the uh, of the table. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, a good game, and like you said, it, it means a lot to these clubs. Usually, the clubs that win it are almost always starved. Obviously, we had, uh, I think it was Sevilla who won it con- like consecutively four times in the last yeah like six years or something. But when it's not them, it's like usually a team that never gets there, you know. So, uh, yeah impressive for sure yeah 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 and and it's also uh usually teams that that are basically champions league level that were probably eliminated or or again just barely missed out on it <laughs> yeah yeah no it's true <laughs> it's true but uh 
yeah, I mean, congrats to them and uh, seeing the Champions League. Maybe they'll go back to Europa again. Who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, there, there, there's a, you know, that's that's always in the. In it the, tends to happen. Yeah, often. That, that that's yeah. That wouldn't be crazy if that happened. I mean, I think it's it's like it's certified, you know, because they wouldn't have made Europa League if they ended up with the current standing they're in. I think. Um, so it's like, yeah, at least they'll be in Europa next year at the very least. So, yeah, at some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, moving on from that, we'll get into the uh, league previews and reviews and all that shit. Um, so for the Premier League, um, we'll start off with um, Thursday last week. Uh, Tottenham beat uh, Arsenal three 0 man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it all, it almost feels like a distant memory, but it was it was less than a week ago, and uh, you know, Arsenal were their own worst enemies for what seems like the hundredth time this year yeah uh holding right away gets a red card i think they got an unjust penalty if i'm honest yeah i didn't i wasn't a big fan of the call there was you know it's a it's a play that happens week in week out and then there was an alternate view that came out a few days later where cedric doesn't even really touch him yeah and I could see why somebody would call it in the in the spur of the moment. Having VAR and getting angles, it's just tough to call it. Yeah. Uh, but but holding gets two quick yellows. Um, very unnecessary too. Yeah. Um, I might add. On the same player at that. <laughs> yeah, he uh, had something out for Son. Yeah. And Son, you know, he's gonna sell it. Oh yeah, yeah. I but mean, um, he's yeah. a little darling, isn't he? Fucking. Well, hell. he's. He's a he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, the game was never in reach after that penalty red card. Easy as you like. And uh yeah, White Hart Lane, happy faces all around and you move on. I mean for the, you know, Spurs fa- fans, but I have a feeling that they're going to lose to Norwich. I, you know, I was thinking the other day I should probably put money down on that because I'm sure the odds are really low, but I feel like it's the Spurs thing to do. Uh, but you know, Spurs all they have to do is beat Norwich to get uh, top four. Norwich, the second half of the season are a little better than their first half. They're much better. So it's like uh, not not good enough to get out of the re- relegation. Right. Zone, but, yeah. But yeah, they're better, and and I think they can give them a run. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It'd, it'd be crazy to oh, imagine. And, and speaking of relegation, and I'm gonna bring this up <clears throat> just because I'm about to forget. So I, I want to kind of get this out of the way. Um. Uh. The uh, the promotion playoff is this week, right? Right. And uh, let me let me get to it real quick. All right. So um. Yeah. Uh. We have we have the two teams that are that are going up. It's Fulham and Burnmouth. But the 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 four teams that are in the playoff, uh, Huddersfield, uh. Uh, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United, and Luton Town. Uh, they they were in the playoff for uh, to to get to uh, to the promotion. Right. And right. this week, uh, Huddersfield beat Luton Town, and Nottingham Forest, on penalties, beat Sheffield. 
And, and they, they have their two games. So this Sunday is Huddersfield versus Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest hasn't been in the Prem since 95 or so. Yeah. It's been it's been a very long time, over 20 years. Yeah. And I think Huddersfield has never even been. Oh, to be fair, they, they were there like maybe like eight seasons ago, six okay. seasons ago. But, I mean, they, they went down immediately. I just so, remember they had Danny Williams at the time, American player. So, so uh, that's the final on set on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, shh, it's crazy, right? I'll, I'll I'll take Nottingham. Oh, fair play, fair play. Just cause the romanticism uh, of it. Uh, and they're yeah. your they're you know they're uh, European Cup winners. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, I um uh, myself I don't really care. They're your yo-yo club to you? Yeah. Whoever goes up? The only team I, I'm taking serious is Fulham. Bournemouth as well. The other is like, yeah, you're ah, just not. You know, I have to say, I mean, Scott Parker's done a brilliant job with, with Bournemouth. And they're uh, they're very exciting to me, as are Fulham. Luton Town. I mean, sorry, Nottingham. Good team, though. I think they beat... Uh, they beat Arsenal, if I'm not mistaken, in the Carabao. So, yeah. Uh, Nottingham. Oh, no, I think it was Middlesbrough that beat United and Spurs. Yeah. Something like that. It's going to be crazy, man. Yeah, anyway, on Sunday, uh, Tottenham beat Burnley 1-0. Aston Villa draw with Crystal Palace 1-1, double hockey sticks. Yeah. Leeds draw with Brighton 1-1. Leicester Great perf- game, by the way. Much needed result for Leeds. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. This one keeps him alive. Last minute goal too. Brilliant play by by Gellhart to get it. Shit, man. Fuck. That is something about the uh, Jesse Marsh's Leeds. That's are, a like, good player to watch yeah. out for, by the way. Gellhart. Yeah. He's young, very talented, very skilled. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a if a like slightly bigger club goes after him. Like right. Wolves or Aston Villa or something. Nottingham. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if I'd put Nottingham there. But they won European. But we might be talking about them next season at some point. We'll see. Yeah. I mean. They might be next season's uh, Norwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, they share. Yeah. They share that. That wouldn't be crazy. No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, following match though. Leicester smacks Watford. <sighs> yeah. Vardy, man. Vardy party. You know that's a guy I'd love to see at, at Galaxy. That's a team that I. That's a guy that I haven't heard of for a long time. Yeah. And I don't want him at Galaxy. We already have Chicharito. Why would I want Vardy? He's better, off the rip. But I mean, no, it's just uh naturally the British strikers that have come to to, you know, to Galaxy have done well. If Robbie Keane can do well, Vardy man, <laughs> fuck he'd pick he'd pick that fucking that league apart. But uh, yeah, good result in in totality though for Leicester five one. I mean, it's expected. It's Watford. Can't believe yeah. you said that. Yeah, Vardy's better. Has been better for a few. And Robbie Keane. Yeah, easily, dude. Oh man, that's not even a debate. I was talking about Chicharito. I think that's more of a debate. But today? I mean, You're talking about today, right? In totality. Uh, have, have Have you I seen mean, Vardy's stats? His, have you seen Chicharito's stats? They ain't shit compared to Vardy's, man. I mean, it's crazy. Vardy's, Vardy's entered, there because he's English? And he only entered late in his career from playing in, in League 3, League 2, League 1 sides. But 
besides that, in the limited time he's been in the league, he's smashed records, top 12 scoring all time, you know? I mean, he's he's a fucking beast. Yeah, and he's only stuck around because he's English? I don't know about that. He's he's had the opportunities to go to bigger clubs, but he never did. Uh, is, is Vardy older than Cheech? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. I would it's say they're about the same age, right? Yeah, yeah. How is Cheech playing for Manchester United at a younger age? And it was a substitute. Yeah. And had crazy numbers. As, in limited. As, and that, crazy numbers per minute. But at the end of the day, his numbers are a trickle in what United produced. So it's not even comparable. Right. It's and, like saying Kalechi Hianacho had a great minutes per goal ratio for City, but he played garbage time. You're not putting him out on your best 11. Vardy's a starter. Even for England was for a small portion. For a small portion, yeah. Yeah, because exactly. you're playing for with a small like, with Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. He, he only came to when he was like fucking 29 or whatever it was. Still still made the team, you know. and, and Yeah, but, um, and Chicharito was playing for the biggest club at the time at a, at a much younger age. No, no. Doing it, doing it there, doing it in Germany. And still finished with less, much, in, much less goals than, than Vardy. Because he know? was there for less time. Well, even if he was there, because he came back again at West Ham and he served as a lamppost. I mean... He's nothing uh, compared to Vardy. I'm sorry. It's just Vardy. Vardy's a, a Premier League legend. Forget about if he's better or not. Dude, he's, uh, but, I mean, that's... Thanks to Mahrez, man. But I would, I, I would love to... See, I mean, Mahrez didn't assist him that day against Watford, but he's been he's been solid. I'm, I'm a big Vardy guy. The last two, three years, Vardy's been a, a, an apparition. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean... Yes. Surely, surely, I he's mean... Just, he's always been injured. I mean, he... He hasn't been available this season. But when he is available, he's he's great. You know, he's great. He's solid. Yeah, uh, no one's watching him. And, you know, for for consistency. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to look at him over his last, especially two seasons. Well, I mean. It's we t- can go as far back as two, three, but we could go back as two seasons. Yeah. He hasn't done shit, man. Well, yeah, you're talking about a player that's entering uh, that's, that's, his later years. No, yeah, I'm not sure. entering I don't, very well into them. I don't expect him to get better. And if you do, then that's foolish. But if you look at his past eight I'm years, out. it's great. You know, it's great. It's better okay, than... We, we can look at, at that good five, six-year run that he had mm-hmm. after the after that miracle uh, season that, they, that um, Lester pulled off. But that's it, man. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and argue about him being one of the best strikers or anything of all time. I'm, I'm no, no. In the Prem, he's, he's one of them. I'm not saying he's the better. But when I say he should come to Galaxy, yeah, that's with the idea he's even better than Chicharro. I'm sorry. He's not. I, I truly believe that. That's no. why one's in the Premier League and the other one's not even getting called up. He's there out of circumstance, out of contract, And the other whatever. one's not even getting he's called up even, to his national not... team. That's how Buns he is. Oh, and, and we've been talking about Tata oh. being ridiculous about that, right? But, you know. You, and, you have said that, and, right? And Mexico, you said and Mexico does, does not compare to England, so. And I'll you take said Vardy that he does day. deserve it, right? No, I don't think so. She, no. she's, oh, oh, suddenly I'll he give it, it. I'll give it to okay, Orbelin Pineda. No, we're done. We're done with that conversation. <laughs> Vardy's still you're better. contradicting yourself. No, no. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to compare Mexico's national team to England. If Vardy was Mexican, if his name was uh, Jamie Valdez, he starts today. No. Because he's playing in the Prem. No, no, he can't. Unlike, unlike, unlike Chicharo, who can't even play in Europe. I mean, let's be real. He's shown us in the past four years. I mean, and he was in Europe for much longer than Vardy has. No, Vardy's been, been in Europe. Vardy, I mean, Vardy, I didn't... as far as I'm concerned, came to life in 2014, 15, and somehow still outscored Cheech in Europe all time. Like we good, can compare, we can him. compare all the leagues. The the Prem is still yeah. one of the best leagues in Europe as it is. Yeah, won course. a league title, and has finished has of golden course. boots to his names. Has the longest goal scoring streak in Premier League history. But oh, I'm goal supposed, scoring streak, really? yeah. But I'm supposed to think Cheech is better. Nah, man. Today, 
Even today, today I'm gonna take better. the player who scored a brace in the Premier League than over Cheech. I'm okay. sorry. Okay, if then, I'm then insane you're very that, blinded then. about this whole Premier League thing. Oh man, uh, yeah, I you're mean, you're so biased. For well, it. even yeah, okay, yeah, look, yeah, you're if, so biased, if, and this if, conversation's over. And I'm and, not and, and that's that why I've already even outscored Jimenez, by the way, a guy who even gets called to the national team. Yeah, so I'm not even gonna have that combo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah it's not worth having because it's ridiculous. Yeah, blinded and biased. Vardy's clearly better. I agree. He's not. Today, no. Even today, I'll give you. I'll give you. A, to- a total of his career, sure. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Just just because he did it for the Premier League for a long time, yeah. He's for not like he's not a su- he's not a super sub. He's not a super for sub. like five years. Yeah, but Cheech got a and got, got a league title. Got, got a Premier League title before. Him. Has a golden boot. Cheech has no golden boot. There's levels, bro. I mean, we could go through every sector if you want, but whatever. Anyways, next match: West Ham City draw. Big game, a lot at stake. Um. Doesn't affect the table, but makes it a little closer. Grab may, may, well, may, yeah, it makes. If if City would have won, I think the the Premier League is wrapped up, right? Yeah, without I mean, without having to win the last some, game. Yeah, yeah, without having to win the last one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a crazy result. Uh, I think Jared Bowen has that capability. And it's funny that we're talking about Vardy because Jared Bowen reminds me of him so much in the way he's able to make darting runs. Which there's not many English players that play like that. Think about English strikers. That's they're what very they're much known for. They're no, no. I mean, we're talking about target man. Harry Kane's not that type of player, and that's the guy who's been starting for the last decade. But I'm saying the last player to play like Vardy was Michael Owen. We're talking about short, sprinting, you know, fast guys who can make a run through the back line. Well, that's what Jared Bowen reminds me of, and that's what I'm trying to get at. But man, two great goals, transition, and and the balls that were found to get him. Chapeau, you know, you have to give your credit. And then um, yeah, City are able to catch up in the second half and. They were fortunate not to concede three or four yeah, before yeah. scoring. And then West Ham were probably lucky not to concede more as well. But, you know, the game is, is like that sometimes. And Grealish, you know, nice nice volley, hits it onto the ground, back of the net. And, yeah, unlucky for Kufal, though. I was gutted for him, the, the own goal that he hit. But, you know, that's part of the game. That's football. Yeah, happens to Laporte, happens to Diaz. Unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, 2-2 draw. And City have to win their next match, and they're league champs again, so no pressure. Uh, another draw, though, following this game, uh, Norwich play Wolves. Uh, another draw, 1-1. Uh, Nuri scores, and none other than Timo Puki. Uh, probably Norwich's best player for the last two, three seasons, so yeah, uh, yeah, credit to them. And then the bigger surprise of the weekend, or week, you could say uh, Everton lose to Brentford. Everton losing, is that a surprise? Yeah, I mean, a surprise in the case that, you know, you'd expect them to at least be able to beat Brentford in a game where they need it to stay in the league. But, I mean, they were damned early for, with a red card, so it made it very difficult for them. And, yeah, I mean, now now this gives Leeds a, 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 you know, a breath of hope. And I think Leeds will ultimately close it out because Newcastle don't look like they're going to let up. And, well, you know. As far as Everton, I can't really trust them. But I thought they could have gotten a result out of Brentford if you know if you can get one against uh, I think it was Newcastle, or not Newcastle, sorry Chelsea. You'd think they can at least get one against Brentford, but yeah, uh, looks like they're gonna get relegated. But we'll see. Uh, following that, we have uh, Newcastle uh, beating Arsenal. Probably not what we expected, but the way that Arsenal are playing lately, you don't really know what to expect, and yeah. Yeah, Newcastle. Uh, they, you know, they've been one of the better teams in terms of uh, getting wins. I guess I don't know if if they're all that great. If I'm honest, 
they're good enough and they're going to get a whole lot better this this year, I think. Right? They have a ton of money and Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe a lot of players are bought in and they've been missing Trippier, who's their best player up until now and then Bruno Guimaraes. The player of the year is Joel Linton, which was kind of surprising to me. I probably would have given it to Bruno, if I'm honest. Yeah, he came in halfway and through the turned season. Turned it around, so he's he's. It's a bit tough, you know. Actually, as a whole, Newcastle got better when they got bought out immediately. That's yeah, how they were able to like, pull it Eddie was out. Like an instant. Yeah, last. I mean, the halfway through the season, they're relying on Steve Bruce, and and he's not it, you know. And and then you get players like Gumaitish. Would have been tough to give him player of the season, only playing half a season. But yeah, I mean, uh, that's a team with with a uh, you know a level that's been raised, and there's no standout yet. But you know, you got your Maximins, Bruno Gumaitish, and in the back, you know, you got uh, Lascelles, who I think can be a fortifying spine for them. Trippier, who's kind of older, but I think has good football to offer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I people are saying if Arsenal doesn't finish top four, which right now is not entirely out of the question, after this season. They're saying, or not they're saying, but a lot of uh, the readings I've been doing, Newcastle are projected to finish top four with a higher percentage than Arsenal, just based off the moves they're making. Um, obviously, Newcastle, since the takeover, since the new management, since the additions of players, they have, I think, the third best record in the league. So if they can continue that to le- to next season with the changes they made, I mean, shit. Who's to say they won't be a Europa team at least next year? Um, I uh, think they're a good shout. Well, they, yeah, they It'd be kind of crazy to count them out of that sort of. Yeah, they're running. at least West Ham level, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah but, you have your West Ham's, even your Spurs, who kind of fall into lulls. Find it hard to believe with Conte, but he's been pulling it off lately, though. But I mean, shit. <sighs> yeah. Um, I mean, let's say okay, so City, Liverpool, obviously one and two. As of now, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, let's say they're an automatic top five. Yeah, I mean, for now at least. Yeah. And then Spurs, we have to consider them right there yeah. as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. And then United, we don't know, but okay, top six somewhere, right? Maybe. Yeah. Arsenal, their trajectory has been pretty kind. So let's say another top six side. Our. Is Newcastle... Well, we have to see at the end of the summer, right? To see where Newcastle... What signings they've made and this and that to to really be able to gauge. Okay, yeah. this guy... These guys are better <clears throat> than than those six teams. Right. I mean, it's it's just based It's hard off, to say, right? It's hard to say, but off, to off say. projections and proje- and progression, yeah. you know, with the investment is, is what the, points the mo- to that. The money is really what, what counts, but... Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what that's what I think is the deciding factor because, yeah, Arsenal are great and they have a good team, a uh, good coach, but... They're better on paper as it stands. Yeah, yeah, and they've had years to build up to it, but when it comes to spending and transfer windows, that's some that's an area where they're going to get overtaken by a team like Newcastle. Well, let's not look any further. Um, Valencia right now have made uh, Gaia and Carlos Soler available. If, and and that's because they really need the money. Yeah, so, they always do. So yeah. let's say Newcastle's like, okay, we'll, we'll give you 25 30 for each, which is a fair price. Yeah. I'd say. That right there, like, makes them really good, right? Yeah, at least if not for depth, starters. I mean, there's just a well, lot. Well, he's a uh, guy is left back, and so that is a good playmaker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's weird. It's weird. You you never know how players will transition, but it it'll take time. But yeah, those names like that are names that they can realistically go for, which they couldn't do before. So I think with you know just the consideration that they could get those players. Yeah, I think top four is not out of the question. It would, it's crazy like to make to make uh, that it's a stretch bold of a of an assumption, but. With the right with the right moves, it's possible. It's it's more possible than it's ever been. That's that's the main thing. I think they they're if West Ham can crack top four at points in the season, I think Newcastle oh, and then, can. And then, yeah, and then you're considering that West Ham is not going to be as good. Leicester is not going to be as good. Well, Leicester, um, they, well, they have well, nothing to go off of. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess, but player wise, they they're okay. And then, but all those teams you just mentioned well, aren't spending they're, they're, at the, at they're the caliber. The same, they're yeah, not they're on the same level, I would say. Even, currently, even yeah. Villa to an extent. No, currently I agree. But with with the tra- the more the transfer windows come in, the the separation is going to yeah, slowly yeah, increase. Yeah, exactly. If it's not next season, it could be the following. But I don't know. It's crazy. It's hard. I I need Arsenal to spend for me to justify and say no. Newcastle won't finish above you. But shit, man, we don't know these days. But yeah, um, I guess moving on to the next match though. Uh, Liverpool beat Southampton uh, deservedly too. I mean, they they were peppering them all game. Redmond scored a nice goal to to begin the affairs, but from then on, it was all uh, Liverpool. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was a good yeah. goal by Redmond. I guess you could say it was off a of deflection, but I mean, he he always meant to put it in the far corner. Yeah, it was always it, his intention. Where it ended up, yeah. Um, maybe it caught Allison flat-footed, but hey. What he wanted was what he got, and uh, yeah, yeah, great um, move too. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. To, to, to cut to cut into the um, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, Liverpool with their B team, I I have to add, they they actually sub nine players, which is kind of wild. Um, if, especially if you're chasing a, a title, a league title. I I thought that was maybe not the move but it it ended up working out for them anyway they won uh two to one and a really good goal by by minamino if i have to be honest yeah 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 um, i mean uh obviously salah got injured in the fa cup game which we haven't discussed yet i think right oh shit yeah yeah, yeah i but, meant to put that in my notes so yeah i guess but, we can talk about that right before we get into the previews yeah salah did pick up a you know a nick and and i don't know i i think he'll be good enough for the madrid game but i mean yeah, scary, scary moments there for Liverpool, and I think it's not worth the risk. You know what I mean? Uh, to to maybe go all in for the Prem when you have that big game maybe a few weeks I, out. I, I, I don't know. I think it is worth it. I mean, realistically, like if you really believe City are gonna lose their games, and hey, man, like well, you have to chase. Some it, people right? have strong faith for sure. Yeah, you have but, to chase it. I think. But you don't wanna you don't wanna win all your games and still finish behind City and then have a depleted team against you know a, a good team as well. It's like you got to measure the risk, and I and I, I, I understand. I it. believe a lot of these teams do a lot of like an analytics. Yeah, managers don't like to admit it that they're thinking about a, a game two weeks down the line, but they know they are. They know, you have they to. They know they have to. And and truthfully, I don't know. I mean, look, if Liverpool were on top, I think they have to go for it all in, you know, because City are chomping really? at the bits. Yeah, if City were behind, but now I'm living in an alternate universe because we we're not. Oh man, I I think you go for it either way. Ah uh, well. Man, I, I don't know. I, it's it's rare for City to. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that they can't lose. I mean, it's possible, but it's just it seems unrealistic for me, right? But I guess you always have to give uh, your honest effort. But they're not, you know. 
Otherwise, they would have put on a, a solid team. But yeah. it, it, it didn't make the difference at the end. So It didn't, no, because they, they were good enough. Yeah, exactly. And, so. and Southampton, we've seen them this season. They, they, they're here and there. They're a bit flaccid. Yeah, they can be. Yeah. They can be. Yeah, the, Southampton aren't the same as last season, where, where they were kind of getting these weird little wins that they weren't supposed to. Like Southampton is who, who we know them to be. Yeah, yeah, but they're always capable of ruining the party. You know, that's that's one thing about them. Uh, but yeah, good result for Liverpool, and and now it's you know down to a point. So uh, everybody will you know look to this yeah, weekend's yeah, games. Yeah, it's, it's Sunday is, I guess they're they're exciting uh, as a neutral. Um, I don't know. Uh, I know I know you've indicated that you're not really all that stressed out about it, but uh. You know, there, there's got to be, like, some kind of nerve, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, naturally. I think before any game, I feel that. I feel that if it's, like, week two, you know? It's in totality, it all they all count the same. It doesn't count more just because it's the 38th week. But, yeah, man, I mean, I know what's at stake. But I know what have seen what this team is capable of. I mean, we've been we've beaten this team quite handedly. Well, there, we have a good record there, against there's them. A, there's a stat that... Aston Villa hasn't beat beat City for nine years. I know. That that alone, I think. Yeah, and really, against a depleted Villa at that. There, there's some romanticism that I've seen from. I want to say the the media a lot, not necessarily the fans. Maybe the fans a bit. I haven't really looked too far into it because I don't really pay attention a whole lot to Liverpool Twitter. Well, it's hard to gauge. Yeah. But but the media is kind of romanticizing that. Gerard is gonna do it <laughs> for Liverpool because he couldn't do it as a player, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's assuming that he's like that? a top coach. I mean, look, he may, he might be good. I'm not saying he's terrible, but I mean, no, he's not. There's levels. Yeah, and and there's uh, teams that scare me more than Villa. Uh, you know, you know, and and player wise, we can't say that Villa is anywhere near City. No, nah, and it's no, it's no, it's no shame on them, right? I mean. How many teams are? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, look, like teams like Palace scare me a little more. I like Vieira. I think he's a better manager. And I think as a, as a whole, they have, they have a better team and it's indicated in the standings. But yeah, yeah, I'm not. I mean, look, anything's possible. But like I said, I, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident, you know. Um, West Ham, that's a scary game away. Villa home, uh, not so much. But yeah, well, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, to watch. <laughs> are you, are you going to be, uh, are you going to have a pint? Possibly. Actually, I, I think I was just receiving messages right now about where I was going to watch. And I, I'm not sure yet because I don't know. I, I find, I, I like watching it by myself, but sometimes my friends want to enjoy it all together. So. But the, but the celebrate, like uh, when I saw Madrid win the title a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I was by myself, man. I, I, I woke up, watched the game. Had a little breakfast, and yeah. uh, I felt like it was inappropriate. I felt yeah. like I should have been having at least, at the very least, a mimosa. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I kind of regret that. I kind of regret not going to the streets and, uh, you know, having a celebration. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's a good feeling for sure. I'm not gonna lie, you know, being around the fans, and truthfully, you know, I think that's the only thing city ha- city fans have to celebrate this year. Had a magnificent, which is not season. anything to be upset at. No, of course not. It's, it's you know it's a league title, but 
I think uh, obviously if we don't win this, we're not winning anything this year, and that's for the standard that we set. Going going through a season without at least one, even if it's Carabao, it's it's not right. So, yeah, from that sense, the pressure's there, but all indicators seem to point that they'll finish the job. Stranger things have happened though, so stay tuned. I was just kind of thinking back to last year when, you know, the last games for La Liga were very similar to this in a sense, you know. Uh, slightly different in terms of goal differential and points and, and the whole head-to-head factor. But you had to win. You have to win. That's, that's it, just win. And, and, even a, and even a win doesn't guarantee you a spot because the other team might And might a win for, for a league that you win 90%, 92% of your games in, you know, and maybe draw a few, I, I don't see it as a far shot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm lit. I'm excited. Thankfully, got the that. day off, so... Probably will maybe have it's worth a the celebration, man. I think. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We'll see. I know it's nothing that you're not used to. Well, <laughs> to be fair, not this close, but you know, yeah. Typically, it's it's usually sorted by early May. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, I guess since we are talking about silverware in England, it's only right to touch on the FA Cup and and what transpired between Chelsea FC and Liverpool. Yeah, um, another final, uh, a repeat of the Carabao Cup final, another tense affair. Um, what are your thoughts on on the actual match? Yeah, I mean, both both teams generated loads of chances, but you know, good good goalkeeping, um, bad finishing too, as well. I'd say, you know, ultimately led to to the game going. It was almost off. like a repeat. Yeah, yeah, both yeah, both games were very similar. Uh, and that's that's cup football sometimes, you know. Um, I think uh, Liverpool were maybe slightly the better team, but uh, Chelsea had their chances too. You know, they they didn't they weren't limp, but they 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 lacked character. They lacked a finisher, and and ultimately, you know, it just came down to penalties. Literally, uh, Espilicueta misses, and that that decides the rest of the shootout. I know Mane missed too, but I mean, oh, Mount did too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mount as it, well. it almost felt like he was gonna. I don't know. I hate. I hate to to harp on the look on their faces because a lot of old heads say, "Oh, the look on his face." Mount did really didn't look like he wanted to be there. <laughs> I, don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard. It is hard to tell. But you know, he, you know, Harry Potter just. It was a bad. It was a bad. Uh. uh shot anyway, and uh, it was saved. Uh, but Liverpool collect their second piece of hardware this season. Yeah, silverware, I should say. Yeah, definitely. Um, in um, in the same standing, so these these clubs are are equal. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that really. I don't know if that really does me any. Uh, it does them any favors in terms of how I view them for the final for the Champions League. Yeah. Salah. He's really, really slowed down. Yeah, he might be tired. He might even be a little bit injured. The last month and a half or so. Yeah. Uh, and without Salah, the, the, that team kind of doesn't score a whole lot. I don't know. I, I still have enough faith in Mane and Jota and and Luis Diaz, who's a phenom. I Lu- mean, Luis Diaz, I think, is the only scary player on that team right even now. Even without Salah, man. Um, Luis Diaz is is very a scary, team. scary player. Yeah, he he just uh, he's direct and he has an idea. He doesn't hesitate. He makes it happen. 
and that's that's the trademark Liverpool way, you know. There's certain players that have that. Son is one of them too. They're just they're efficient with the way they move, and if the, you give them a glimmer of hope, they're having a shot, and they'll test your keeper. Tough, tough angles, weak foot, whatever. Yeah, Luis Diaz is good, but Salah, if available, is a plus. If not, there there can only be three in the front anyway. So you got Jota. <sighs> that's a big loss, man. That, that's a world class. Yeah, goal scorer. That's a yeah, yeah, for sure. And and they can I still believe they can win games without him, you know? Uh truthfully, because I mean they did today or yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like we well, got Mane and Jota and, and Luis Diaz, like that's crazy. And you still got Firmino to sub on. Those are all good options. You you lose Salah, sure, it's tough. You'd prefer to have him on. I don't know if it's the end all be all though. And and this is maybe Salah's um last season was much better is what I'm trying to get at. This season Salah has dropped a level. And despite that, still finishing top of the league, you know, scoring. It's crazy, but... Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's been a... I hate to say a, a soft scoring. Because a lot of people have scored a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the game changes. It's not necessarily a one-for-one. One, but when your top score is at 21, 22 goals. Versus when you're used to like 27, 28. 27, 28 is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people have this warped perception that getting above 30 is something normal because Messi and Ronaldo did it for so long. Yeah. Suarez did it a couple of times, Lewandowski. Yeah. And but it's just a test. Mid 20s is where you want to be, right? But I, I mean, being in the low 20s, it's kind of soft. Some teams, some teams have distribution in, in their scoring, and other teams are direct between. You look at Spurs, maybe not so much this season, last season. Spurs, Kane. Accounted for probably 90, 80% of their goals. I don't know. Son and Kane. Yeah. yeah. And then you could say the same thing about Madrid. You know, Benzema, Vinicius. Okay. Thing about Liverpool and the big difference with them is they got Diaz, Firmino, Jota. Firmino, maybe not as much of a score, but Jota and Diaz alone. And Mane, who I'm, I'm forgetting. It's just well distributed. So I can't expect Salah to get 30 in a league where he has to share food with these guys as well. Yeah, I think there's only four players in Madrid, by the way, that haven't scored this season. Right, right. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the discrepancy between Benzema and Vinicius and the next player is quite big. I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not like, oh, they have a third guy in there. Whereas Liverpool, City, uh, some other teams that have more facets, maybe they don't have a guy scoring 30 a, a season, but they have guys at 15, 18, 20, 21, 22. Between those ranges, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a testament to, to the unpredictability of the Prem. It's not gonna always come through one guy, but uh, yeah, man, I, I it's gonna be a good final, but it's still a ways out. We won't know who's available, who's not. So, but yeah, I think Liverpool are are a worthy champion, and and they did the domestic double. So, I mean, that's, that's impressive, good, right? Yeah, that's definitely impressive. Yeah, the treble's better, but double's always good too. <laughs> no, I'm talking about domestic. You know? No, I mean, no, no. I, I I know what you mean. Yeah. That's uh, you know, no, it's still very that, that, good. That, no, that's something that they, uh, that's still on the cards. Let's let's say, but uh, it's unlikely, my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Generally, even speaking. the quad is unlikely, but I know it's kind of like uh, it's a thing. You know, it's a very it's a thing that's kind of being hoped for. I feel, and I mean, City and Madrid can put an end to it, and they should still be happy with those trophies that they're getting because it's still very good. It's a significant uh, advancement on what they're normally used to. 
<laughs> no, I mean seriously, they're they're the type of team to win one trophy a season, one trophy a season, maybe one season not. It's good. It's it's a good sign of growth that they're able to get them in bunches now. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be lit. One league is equal to more than two. You think so? Carabao and FA Cup. Yeah, I think so. I guess. I mean, I, I I don't know. It's just some some English people have a very warped perception of the FA Cup, where they almost hold it close to the league, damn near. You know. Oh. Um. And then you accompany the Carabao. It's almost surpassing a league. But for me, the league means more, obviously. But yeah, the Carabao to me shouldn't be a thing. They're the only country in the. They're the only league in the world that does two domestic leagues. Or two, two domestic cups, I should say. Yeah, yeah. So, I I don't know. I think that should be best left to the lower half and then the championship and then whatever lower divisions there are versus fucking Manchester City versus, I don't know, whatever third tier side, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not fair. It's weird. It's weird for sure. But and then they and then those teams always put their third best team. Yeah, you can't. It's just not yeah, fair. You, you and they're still it. that much better. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Anyway, um, we'll go on to tomorrow's uh, matches for the league. Everton versus Crystal Palace. I'll take Palace. <sighs> yeah, I hope Palace take it. And then Aston Villa versus Burnley. Man. Wait, I want Villa to win. Wait, that's this weekend? That's this Thursday. Damn. Sam, so so Villa have to play again on Sunday? Yeah, that's tough. Oh, uh, yeah, we're uh we're, have to, we're right? definitely clapping then. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I yeah. thought it was Villa's last game. It's just a makeup game. Yeah. When uh yeah, I'll take Villa for the win and I think they should be happy with that. Just take <laughs> it home and share, cherish it cuz that's the last one. But yeah, this it's got to be Villa in it. Yeah, and then Chelsea versus Leicester. That's not bad. Battle of the Blues. Battle well, of the Blues. I'll take um, I'll take Chelsea though. They've been much better, and and Pulisic's in good form. I know he caught a lot of flack for the FA Cup, and I thought Hopefully he was so. one. Of, I thought he was one of the better players for Chelsea. But hey, man, uh, tough crowd, I guess. But uh, yeah, this game, man, should be Chelsea all the way. Keep the blue flag flying yeah. high. Yeah. Uh Chelsea doesn't rely their game around him. No. They're they're very they're very uh, well, I mean, there's nobody really they rely their game on. Havertz maybe. Maybe. Sheesh. I don't I yeah, I don't think they have like a central player. So we shouldn't call out Pulisic. Ah. Um then uh, on Sunday, that's when everything happens. That's the final match day of the year. Of the season. And uh, we'll start off Arsenal versus Everton. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Um, on the final match today, we have uh, Arsenal versus Everton. Who do you have? Uh, I'll take Arsenal. <laughs> can't be, it can't get any worse, right? No. And Everton have to go down. I need to see that. But I also need to see Burnley go down. So, I don't know. Anyway, Brentford versus Leeds. This is crucial for Leeds, man. Yeah. Very crucial. It's a must win. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it to... Well, no. If if Burnley lose tomorrow, all they have to do is draw. 
Man, yeah, but I still see it as a must win. But Burnley can win. But yeah, yeah, they have to win. Because technically, to... City, imagine, could draw. And Liverpool, imagining Liverpool lose, but it's just not. You, you just got to look at it like a must win, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then Brighton versus uh, West Ham. It's hard to like pick one because it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I, I guess I'll take, Brighton. I, I'll take. Oh, I'll take West Ham. Fair enough. And then uh, Burnley versus Newcastle. It's hard to see Burnley winning this one. I'll give it to Newcastle. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, two I think they're too good. Chelsea versus Watford. Chelsea. Yeah. I'm not even going to spend too much time on that. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Palace versus Manchester United. I'll take a draw. Yeah, doesn't matter. You know, fuck it. Manchester United, one uh, Okay, Ronaldo. We get it. 20. Yeah, Sue. Yeah, exactly. Sui. Yeah, we need to see that. Then then the stat will continue, whatever it was last season. Leicester versus Southampton. I'll take a draw. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, another non-consequential match. Liverpool versus Wolves. Oh, that's a good one. I'll, <laughs> I'll take uh, Liverpool for the win. I'll take Liverpool 3-1. 3-1. That's a fair result. Yeah, yeah. Wolves have been so shit. Yeah, it's weird. They're unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think Liverpool should win that. And then uh, Manchester City versus Aston Villa. Yeah. Well, this is the title decider. Yep. Essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say uh, a win, three now. Yeah, I don't see anything other than a bollocking, if I'm honest. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah. this this last game is well. City crazy. also know they have to win. The players know that. Yeah, they know what's that, at stake. That they have to make it happen. Yep. And then Norwich versus Tottenham. Um, I don't know. I have a feeling that Norwich is gonna win. I don't know. Tottenham are so fucking unpredictable and and. And kind of shit in some points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they can be for sure. They lose games they shouldn't, you know, and they perform. Yeah, and they shouldn't the lose they shouldn't. this one. So, I don't know. I'll take Norwich 1-0. 2-1, 2-1. Fair enough, fair enough. That, that'll give Arsenal uh, a Champions League berth. And that's it for the Premier League 21-22 uh, season. Yes, sir. Feels like uh, it started just yesterday. And we'll yeah. be able to reminisce next week, maybe even come up with a team of the season. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You, you, will you be able to get your team of the season? I'll have to think about it a bit. I have to th- You got a week. Yeah, yeah. You got I a mean, week. I could I could come up with one now, but I, I don't I think I need to look at it more closely Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a I mean, there's a big discussion about who should be the player of the year. Um, for the league and the the voting closed i think a week or two ago yeah and people were a bit upset about that they said they should have waited till the last day of the season um but you know it's a very there's a, i think the, the the unanimous three candidates has been uh i think it would be you know between sun sala and de bruyne personally yeah uh and it could be any any of them really i i wouldn't be surprised and i wouldn't be mad if sun won it I think he's been like the most consistent. Most consistent, yeah. Uh, but obviously, De Bruyne would be amazing. But I think he turned it up too late. And Salah was good, but it's since it's not his best season, I think Son would be okay. But and he's fizzled out the last like yeah. three weeks. But um, he he is he does have the golden boot as of now, as it stands. So yeah, we'll see. We'll I, see. And, and I'm saying 
the Norwich is going to beat Tottenham. I don't actually want that, but it's going to happen. Think, I don't actually think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll we'll have our team of the season next year, mm-hmm. next week. Um, yeah. Anything else, man? Uh, can we talk a little bit about Mexican Apertura Liga MX? Oh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. we don't have to, dog. I'm, I'm kidding, dog. It's no, America beats Puebla. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Off of uh, some bullshit. Whoa. No, 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 uh, no. They have to hear this. It's bullshit. Uh, a fucking retaken penalty that was saved. But he came off the. He came. He came off the line. That's allowed. He wasn't off the line. He came off of it. It's different. When, but when? you know, uh, that that Televisa money's, he goes into many pockets. Apparently. Whoa. Yeah. Well, and we've known that. You've seen Sheesh. that. Yeah. But You've seen that. Well, we'll keep an eye on that as as that's wrapping up as well. And uh, yeah. No, it's, it's about it. We'll have a transfer list hopefully by next week. And that, that too, yeah. We'll have... And then we'll talk uh, a little more in depth about Champions League final. That too, that too. That's a big That's yeah. a big one. Well, and then we'll ha- obviously be able to discuss the Europa Conference League uh, between uh, Roma and Feyenoord. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, Van, Van Persie's son just officially signed for them. One for the future, who knows? I think he's like 14, 15. Damn near. Very young. Must uh, must run in the blood. Anyway, that's it for episode ninety four. Yes, sir. All right, take care of your mentals. Take care of your chickens. We'll see you next week. Bye.